OpaTime.is style. Opa, OpaTime.is style. <laughs> o- welcome to the four-hour recording of this podcast, everyone. I'm so excited for these episodes. Oh, <laughs> uh, I've been, like, vibrating out of this mortal plane for the entire week because I watched these on Monday and I've literally been like laying up at night being like he's simply Quattro Pacino he's simply he is he says it there's no other way to interpret that I've taken so many screenshots of just these three episodes (laughs) it is a nice powerpoint going on yeah um who who are we in the studio (laughs) (laughs) we are simply Wauwkul Robot the podcast we are Wauwkul Robot the podcast I'm I'm Max I use he him pronouns I'm Sarah. I use she and they pronouns. And I'm Colin. I use they and them pronouns. I realize that we do the thing where, like, we introduce ourselves in the first episode, and then, like, every, for, like every other episode or like every two other episodes, it's like we just go on a bit. We just like say wild shit at the start of the episode, and like people forget who we are. Like, yeah, I actually permanence. I wrote down make sure you say your pronouns this t- this time <laughs> because I can't remember when. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, some some sometimes we don't exist, and that's fine. Yeah, um, it's okay. Uh, I was in training for like two days straight, and like uh, nobody who was supposed to introduce themselves with pronouns used their uh, introduce their pronouns. Uh, but you know, sometimes that's very, sometimes it very, happens. Very cool and sexy of them. Yeah, um, I did end up in a uh, I ended up in a in a one on one training with the only other non binary person uh, in the entire training though, so that was very fun. Uh, okay, <laughs> yeah, pretty good. I mean, okay, so so I guess we can take that that non-binds are like stand users or new types. I was, so they kind of just draw together. I was gonna say it too, Sarah. Thank you. Oh well, it's it's more like um, you know, we're we're all eternally attracted to each other because not not in like attracted, but like you know, uh, we we sense each other's uh, uh you know, uh, non-binary vibes. genders Your across vibes. the battlefield, yeah. and we immediately hear. <laughs> <laughs> great start good podcast extremely good um episode 13 i didn't write down the name of it is it called shuttle launch it is called shuttle launch okay that would explain why i've got the words shuttle launch written at the top of my notes that would be the title of the episode congratulations sarah you did it sarah you did i'm so proud of you my first note says racism dog whistle this is we've skipped over the the ship dog whistles so many times and so I, I have a note here that says that we simply cannot skip the boat whistle this is i love this boat whistle <laughs> just a big foghorn yeah like oh man what if it was like an old jalopy like <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know um bright's about to walk on on deck and you just hear a awooga. <laughs> hey 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 um so this episode opens out um with fucking like bask and shit there's a big boat a fucking capitalist looking asshole walks off it uh jamatov hymen is that hymen with an m it's within i've seen it both ways Okay, the, same letter in Japanese anyway, I guess. Yeah, I think yeah. the old romanization of it in or like when they when they did the 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 original like localization of this, they were going with Hymen. Um, but I definitely think the current localization is Hymen. Cool. Uh and he walks off the ship and he says, Hi men. What's going on with Grips? <laughs> um, well, it's <sighs> traveling to Luna 2, and also they took the they took the colony and they uh split it in two. What if we took the colony? And moved it elsewhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're going on a little road trip. Yeah. You know, 
Basque driving. Basque has Basque has the ox chord. Oh, Basque would play the the nastiest, most awful music with the ox chord. Colin, tell us about the nasty, awful music Basque would play. White snake. Um, okay, poison. you're off the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Do not never never in my presence diss eighties hair metal. Oh, thank oof. you. Um, he's playing hair metal because he wishes he has hair oh man yeah Yeah. i don't know i I feel like uh, a couple of bangers do get in there like uh i really think that bosk would be really into flirting with disaster Mm, and that's mm. mostly just because i love that goddamn muppet sound the guy makes at one point the wah ha hey hey that just yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh wait yes i i did listen to your episode of set list in seattle i am familiar with them Hey, and speaking of music, you know who has good taste in music? It's Amaro. Yeah. He's out here flying a hobby plane. <laughs> I They won't hey, let him hey, in anything expensive. Hey, hey, yes, hey. It's it's like he's flying a plane, flying freely through the air, but he's he's still dressed in a in a Federation uniform. Do you think this fucking means anything? Yeah. I don't I, know. I can't imagine. Do you think it means anything? Like the weird thing is like the his uniform clearly has no badges or rank insignias mm-hmm. or anything on it. So like on one hand it's like yeah, it could be that just like he was like, "Hey, I need a pilot suit for my hobby plane and this is the thing that they gave him because it's the Federation and that's all that they have." But also mm-hmm. it could be just that uh Amro loves to role play uh being a pilot again, I guess. Huh. I wonder why it's important to him in any way. I mean, I mean, I, I'm just kind of thinking about how in 0079, the Federation literally owned Amuro's body and that Grundam was their property. And now what's fucking changed? He's still here. He's still, he still belongs to them. The more things change, the more they stay the same. Yeah. Um, you know what is a change and is also still the same at the same time? Uh, yeah. Fra and the kids are here. She hasn't aged a day. And the babies are like... Several feet taller. Yeah. I love to see them. They're a bunch of I love now. to see them. Yeah. Let's the little rat boy still into dungarees. Yeah. Just love that. Love that. Um what's her name has a fair faucet. They're the same now. age as Amara was. She does, yeah. She looks she like they they look like very recognizable for you know when they used to be. It's great. Yeah, yeah. They're, and, like, they're, I just they're all like lounging about like bored 80s style teens it rules <laughs> it's so good it's like yeah this is what i was like when i would like visit my nana's house i would just there'd be nothing to do i'd just sit around oh, like man. they've got their hands in their pockets fucking cats kicks a rock and shit amuro really <laughs> is just your grandma now um he's grandma amuro uh <laughs> grandma Amaro. he's like yeah. oh the children have come to visit me in my huge mcmansion yeah he he gives them each one strawberry hard candy yeah um we do get a better would you like something <laughs> from the cookie jar let's <laughs> here have a butterscotch it's emblazoned with the earth federation government <laughs> logo <laughs> don't take from that cookie jar that one's bugged that's why they're <laughs> listening to me cats <laughs> Definitely not weird that uh, all of Amaro's wait staff are black. Definitely not very, very, very weird yeah, and uncomfortable. It's fine. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's fine. It's, it's fine. fine. Yeah, they put an odd idol answer to that. Yeah. <clears throat> um, his fucking house looks like absolute fucking garbage. It's just this is the, the worst interior design. There's, there's so much shit been, in this house. There's never been a good looking large house. Yeah, like. 
every wall is like hung salon style in the most like obnoxious way possible too. And just like the clash of just like patterns and weird vomit colors, like oh my god. It's what a kid thinks Buckingham Palace would look like. It is what Buckingham Palace looks like. <laughs> yeah, and I that's think. why the Queen sucks shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and bro- while Amro's talking to them, he lifts up, he pulls up his pant leg and sh- shows them the fucking house arrest ankle brace that the Federation put on him. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hi, bro. I got new shoes. Please ignore the ugly ass ankle bracelet, though. <laughs> yeah. Um, Frobo, um, I think he mentions, he's like, oh, Frau, like, should you be traveling when you're so pregnant? Yeah. When you're gregarious. She looks great for being, like, seven months pregnant. Uh, <laughs> Frau Bo is Gundam. Yeah. She- <laughs> She's being piloted. <laughs> by a little boy. That's what, that's where the pilot goes in the Gundam, in the, in the tummy, where the baby lives. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Oh, my mind is going, uh, <laughs> yeah, the, now I don't want to think about it. Bro- we're like six episodes into the podcast and we're already broken. Yeah. Uh, I don't want, like, I don't want to think about how Gundam gave birth to Amara in the last episode of 0079. <laughs> <laughs> like, a, like Athena bursting fully formed from the womb of Zeus. I know it was the forehead, <laughs> don't at me. But if Zeus is a Rick Diaz. Yeah. <laughs> Um, <laughs> um, what if what if the cockpit was in the thigh and uh, Zeus put Dionysus there and then later uh, uh, cut him out and put him in a tree or something? I can't remember how that myth goes off the top of my head. I don't know why. Well, I well, well Colin, then it would be called a thigh pit. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'm sure that happens in fucking Double Zeta. Yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh man. So <laughs> Amaru is being. Oh, yeah, yeah, Frau is like, oh, Amaro, like, you know about pregnancy if only you got married. Oh, don't you still fancy Sailor? And Amaro's like, I can't legally get married. The Federation uniform says, the Federation army says no. Federation diagnosed me with bachelor pad. Yeah, in in mm. the sub, uh, the the wording is you should get a uh, 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 you still have the hots for Sailor, right? And, yeah. Uh, do you think the forces would let me? <laughs> the, the for- do you think the powers that be would allow me to fuck? Absolutely not. <laughs> I cannot legally fuck, bro. Please, it's not my fault. It's I'm helpless here. If I could fuck i would but i'm not aligned amro will never fuck this is a promise and a threat we do have a quick transition to dinner where everybody gets dressed all fancy and amro says i don't know what shit yeah i've never eaten out in my life that's why i don't know what caravas is (laughs) thank you colin my notes say like a very similar thing it's just like i mean not even talking about the actual content of this scene, like, nothing makes me more uncomfortable than, like, having to wear nice clothes to do anything in general, but, like, to have to, like, wear Damn. a suit and top. Well, well okay, okay. Me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna walk around in, like, a fucking velvet suit as Pegasus, but it's, like, the idea of having to get dressed up in a suit and tie to eat food is fucking untenable to me. <laughs> It just, yeah. it's just, ugh. So, I mean, there's also, like, there's a whole thing about how the concept of dressing for dinner is, like, an inherently colonial thing. Um, it's weird vibes, isn't it? Yeah, like, I read a whole article about, like, how the, I'm not going to get into it because we're going to be here for, like, three hours, but it's, like, it's a weird colonial practice. Cool. Um, 
And I just, it just made me very interested to see that, like, they do that. I also wanted to mention that, like, in the previous scene, Arrow starts, like, writing and passing notes to Frau yeah. and Katz because, like, people are eavesdropping on him. Um, I can't remember. I think the content is just like, oh, I'm being monitored. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, after dinner, they go for, like, a kind of, like, a walk in the garden. In, in, in this fucking rose garden yeah. piece of shit. Uh, Katz is just, like, like straight up just, like, join Antifa, coward. Say Black Lives Matter, coward. Like, Katz is Katz out Katz looks, Katz looks Amro directly in the eye and says, do you remember when you were young and you wanted to set the world on fire? <laughs> so, yeah, they're, like, the same age Amro was, right? Yeah. The, the babies, more or less? Okay, they're, like, 15, 16. They might so be like, like fourteen. They might be like a little bit okay. younger than Amaro, but um, they're yeah, they're they're of an age. They're the age that a mech pilot is. Yeah, yeah, they're the requisite age to become war. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's does call Hayato dad. Love to hear it. Yeah, they all love their their adoptive parents. That is a that is a thing yeah. that they like regularly go to over the next couple of episodes. It's just like you know Hayato and Frau like don't even bother like making the distinction that they're adopted. Like they're their kids. It's good. That's like yeah. that's like I I I appreciate it. You know, it's just yeah. nice. I like I like to see it. Um. So Amaro is like oh oh. Oh, I think, yeah, yeah, because Let's is like, oh, you don't want to join Antifab because, like, you don't want to give up this, like, sweet life you have here. And Amaro's just like, uh, this isn't a life. Sitting there in the middle of his huge mansion and his rose garden and his many stuffs and swimming pool and fucking all this shit. Yeah, he, he like, turns off his, like, fucking 82-inch television and, like, puts the cover back on his pool. He's like, this sucks shit here. Yeah. I want to kill. Yeah. I want to do war. Yeah. I don't want to live like this. Um... I, I do, uh, this is a thing that always, like, really makes me conflicted about Amaro in Zeta, is, uh, he does, he does say, um, uh, I fought more than my fair share in the war, which is true. Like, Amaro never chose to, like, fight in the one-year war. He was forced into it. He mm-hmm. was traumatized. He saw, like, a really bad, a lot of bad shit. Um, and I, I, like, I feel like this kind of media doesn't give enough space for people to say, yeah, I'm going to retire. Like, I'm done with this. Uh, mm-hmm. But at the same time, you know, what we learn about Fra, uh, Frau and what we learn about Hayato and, like, what they've been doing, like, you know, it it is damning of the fact that, yeah, Amro's living in a fucking mansion not doing anything when he could have applied to, like, you know, be the director of, of like, the Kennedy Air and Space Museum or something like Hayato God. did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like... I like the thing is like I genuinely like I do feel for him because he is just like so monitored and he said there's like a line he's like the Federation won't let me go anywhere because like I'm a dangerous new type so like I, you do get a sense and like I, I said this he is fucking Majima in Yakuza Zero where he's just like mm-hmm. trapped in a fucking gilded cage it's, and it's, I'm like mm, yes thank you mm, mm, mm. Uh, but I think I, I like I like that it's spicy and tasty yeah but like I think I think the thing that um is like different between like Amuro and Majima is like Majima still doing the work that he loves like he's running the cabaret grand even if he's locked inside of it whereas like Amuro like. There, there's no reason Amaro couldn't be just making Haros constantly, and he's not even doing that. He goes for mm-hmm. a swim in his pool. 
Um, his his uh fucking maid makes him roast beef, and then he goes up in his plane for a little while, and then he comes back. Like he doesn't. It doesn't even look like he's like doing any hobbies. He's literally just being a fucking sad sack and yeah. just being like, "Oh, my life is so bad. I can't do anything." When it's like you could, you know, take a harmonica or like wood carving yeah. or something. <laughs> Get some like perspective. Yeah. Yeah, uh, play League of Legends. You, th- that way, you might as be, you, you might toxic. meet Char, who's also playing League of Legends. <laughs> That's what he's been doing the last eight years. Yeah, he's in Silas' basement playing uh, League of Legends. <laughs> um, every every time Char loses uh, a lane and is waiting for to to respawn, he just starts doing push-ups. <laughs> <laughs> Quattro, we don't, we don't. His, his ex Quattro taught him proper push-up form. <laughs> Amro, however, has never done a push-up in his entire life. Um, yeah, like, Katz kind of goes off on him. He's like, Amro, you're a hero. Like, at least tell me you've got, like, a secret mobile suit around here, which he clearly fucking does. I mean, look at the man. He's pathetic. <laughs> um, um, he also tell, he tells uh, Amro he needs to stop watching CNN and get on Twitter to get the real news, <laughs> which is very funny <laughs> <Yeah>. to me. <laughs> Um, yeah, the Frobo has, like, a conversation about, like, how there's a thing where she's like, yeah, I'm gonna go to Japan. Amaru is like, oh, cool, like, I'll buy you the tickets with all my fucking money I have. The flight's tomorrow. You could just buy plane tickets a day in advance, which I always forget that you can technically do in real life as well. I, I think the, the kind of, like, thing I took away from it is less that it's, like, they need the money for the tickets and more that they need, um... Because uh, they talk about passports later, and I think like the uh-huh. the big thing is because countries apparently still exist. Uh, that's how the the federation is controlling where people like move and like get around the the globe. So I think like Amuro has to call in a favor to get them to make sure that the, they'll be able to get to Japan without their passports being checked. Okay, yeah, yeah, that that makes sense because he's like, oh, you're traveling with your status, and I I wasn't sure if he was talking about her being like gregarious or being. <laughs> Like an ex white base member or what? I think but, it's a yeah, little. I think it's a little of both. I think it's a little, a little Frau Gregnant and also Frau Antifa is the problem. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh huh. Uh huh. What if? Damn, she Gregnant and she Antifa. <laughs> the, the, the Antifa super soldiers are being birthed as we speak. Listen, uh, somebody's gonna start the mom wall, and it's Frau and uh, Mirai. Uh, they're they're gonna form the, <laughs> the the mom wall that's gonna protect Antifa. <laughs> I'm saluting. I am saluting. Um, the next scene is up in Ayug's plane thingy. Yes. Yeah, the Garuda. Um, uh, they're they're landing at uh, the Kennedy Space Center Airport in Florida. The yeah. one from JoJo, right? The, oh, yes, the one from JoJo. <laughs> okay. okay. I, I, we get this really fucking funny line from Quattro. They're landing, they're talking about it being like a Caraba base. And he's like, I don't like that name. It sounds like it's some sort of secret society. And everyone has a nice sensible chuckle about it. Quattro hates Italian food. Confirmed. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know exactly. I, I, I know that there's, there's something to that. I think it's the fact that Caraba sounds like, um, uh oh god i think a it's I, I think it's similar to the word for like religious cult in japanese oh. if i remember correctly okay. which is also very 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 closely associated with uh the word for left wing terrorist group so yeah you know uh okay <laughs> uh-huh I guess it's a joke that works even when it's not totally accurately translated yeah. then. Well, it's um, yeah. in, in the West, we simply know that uh, Quattro hates Italian food, which is, is true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
He's allergic to, he's allergic to tomatoes. <laughs> hey, guess who's here? <laughs> Damn. Damn. Damn, boy. <laughs> Damn, boy, he's thick. That's a thick-ass boy. Damn. <laughs> he's Please large. Please tell me that's like, is that, that's showing up on your recording, isn't it? Please tell yeah, me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, good, good, yeah. good, good. Because that would have been heartbroken if I was editing this and found us like silence while I'm losing it. I mean, I can just. That's a thick ass. That's a thick ass. That's a thick ass. Damn, boy. Damn, boy. Oh, He's the so fucking thick. The widest man alive. With the tightest red pants. Yeah. <laughs> just like even the first shot of him with that jawline is just like, that's. You could fucking. Damn. Oh man, Damn. he looks like the boy mayor Damn. of Second Life. Yeah. He has the Damn. same proportions. Damn. Hayato could lift a gun tank. Uh, <laughs> uh, he could be he a gun tank. He does. He's got a source of them at the fucking JoJo Space Museum. Yeah, they, I, I, they got like a hollowed out version. I guess it's like it's like the Air and Space Museum over here. that has got a bunch of planes. Yeah, they have sidebar the Air and Space Museum by Dulles Airport in Northern Virginia has like the Space Shuttle Discovery, yeah. like the one that went into oh, space. Oh, the one we see in this episode. I Literally, every time I see it, it fucks me up. It's like, <laughs> that thing went into fucking space. Like, I, I spend like a good 10 minutes just like trying to like keep my brain from rattling out of my ears whenever I see it. It's cool. Um, and then, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just thinking about Hayato. Yeah, Hayato's here. He like wants to meet up with Kai. Um, and like we, we see a little shot of, of Kai and Rekoa landing there. And Kai's like, um, I have doo-doo ass, and he runs into the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. I got, Kai got a pee-pee. Um, Kai got pee-pee. Yeah. He, dra- he drank, like, three whole ginger ales on the plane ride. Yeah. When you gotta go, you gotta go. I mean, what can I say? I'm sure he has no other kind of ulterior, like, espionage kind of motives for going pee-pee-pee. Why would he? Nothing else will happen interesting in a toilets in these episodes. Oh, hello, pee-pee. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. We have fun here, folks. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, we do see a really sick gun cannon in this museum too. Uh, yeah, I like yeah. that. It's it's I, like look at this cool weapon of war. Appreciate yeah. it. Especially since like we don't. Uh, I as far as I remember, there isn't a gun cannon like derived mobile suit in in uh, Zeta. So like this mm-hmm. is pretty much this is until like I guess 0083, This is the best looking gun cannon we're gonna get. <laughs> we yeah. do see. We see. Um. A sort of GM, like a, like a, a like a desert tan GM inside Jaburo that has treads. Um, I don't know if it's Ooh, yeah, done kind of derived, but boy. like we do we do see something like uh, you know a, a centaur robot, half man, half tank. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, Hayato's and he goes like the sort of control tower at the top of the museum. Um. And he's like all sad because Kai's not here or whatever. Um, yeah, Kai's fucking gone. He's still just sitting in the toilet. <laughs> Probably. Um, but then someone passes him a mysterious note that a tall man gives him. Yeah. Uh, they also bring up the Oakland New Type Lab. Yeah. That's, yeah. Who knows what that is? Go Raiders, though. I'm, sh- I'm sure it's but, fine. Yeah, go Raiders. <laughs> they, 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 make, they make great sunglasses yeah. there, folks. The, the, the uh-huh. Oakley's New Type Lab. Sarah? Sarah. Uh-huh. Sarah. Okay, I'm going to pins. We got it. We got it. This what, letter. This. What, what in just, the goddamn damn. hell does this letter say? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna put background music to this, by the way. Okay. Thank you. <clears throat> um, no, I don't have any music keyed. Um, <sighs> pretend one winged angel playing in the background. <laughs> Thank you. 
<laughs> okay, I'm psyched up now. <laughs> to Hayato Kobayashi. Quote, It was nice to see you again. Do you know how many years have passed since I saw you last? How's your wife? Frau Ba. And kids. They should be happy with you. I wish I were gay. <laughs> I think it says I wish I were you, but it looks like it says I wish I were gay. No, I'm what you're saying is canon, so you speak it into existence. Okay, okay. The next line then says, Captain Quattro, he is a char. I don't know why he would lie like that. He should be becoming the leader, but is satisfied with being mere soldier. I really don't like his attitude of esca aping from reality. So I don't want to be with him. Full stop. I am going to gather the information. T. Period. And that's so, what the letter says. This is th- this seeing this letter knocked me so hard away from my computer it made a max shaped hole in the wall behind me. <laughs> <laughs> this is oh man. Um, this is such a great letter. This is such an insane letter. Uh, <laughs> Kai did like five lines of coke and wrote this letter with his mind. <laughs> That's why he has to go to the bathroom so bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was gonna do. I was gonna make a joke about like the handwriting being bad, but then I looked at my own handwriting. Oh, yeah, my handwriting is like. It- in just, like not discernible to any human eye. I had to rewatch the episodes, the Zeta episodes of Gundam, because I watched them on Monday and then I came back to my notes and I was said, I don't know what the fuck these say. I can't read my notes. I need to watch the episodes again. <laughs> so Kai, way better handwriting than me. And also the people who animated this, fucking geniuses. I, I It's just yeah, and like I know that this this letter gets um gets a lot of flack for pro- being bad English, but like as far as like other things that I've seen even contemporarily, this is this is pretty good English. Like you can you understand everything they're saying. <laughs> yeah, I, I clearly you know Kai wishes he was gay. He doesn't want to be with him anymore. <laughs> and God, that quattro is a shore. Yeah, language is made up. As long as you say words that people understand, doesn't matter what words you use to say them. Yeah. I do think it's very rude of Kai to say Captain Quattro, he is a char. He's clearly Captain Quattro Bahina. Yeah. He, yeah. It's just like, look, he did, he did one too many lines. He just got a little, got a little nutty with it. And he just started like, he's like, whoa, they both wear red. That's kind of weird anyway. Yeah. They're both, they're both wear red. They're both blonde. I can't see their faces. They're both, uh, very charismatic. They both pilot, uh, red mobile suits. Except we, we clearly know. Quattro pilots a golden mobile suit now, so it's, you know, yeah. Yeah. baseless. Char would never do that. The Venn diagram of Quattro Bajina and Char Aznable is almost a circle. Two circles. It, 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 no, it's almost a circle. They have a lot of similarities, but on one side it says Char Aznable on the little sliver of the circle. On the other side it says Quattro Bajina on the other side of the circle, so it's two different people. Yeah. We know this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, and also, actually, genuine, genuine question. Did Kai ever meet Char? I don't fucking think so. So, you see, he wouldn't know. He's just heard about Char from Sila and Amaro, well, and, you know... We don't know. He, we know that, uh, we know that um, Kai is an investigative journalist, uh, and mm. he's met the Pope, apparently, so I think he could probably have met Char. Pope Kai Char. gave the Pope a copy... Uh, Kai gave the Pope a copy of Undertale. Yeah. <laughs> Kai gives Char his copy of League of Legends. Yeah. <laughs> And speaking of um, Quattro Vagina. Yeah, we smash um, cut to Quattro Vagina drinking a Coca-Cola. <laughs> Coke, yes. A nice Coke of cola in sunny Florida. He gets a, a telegram from the Argama, and they're like, hey, um, we need you in space. Love you, bye. And it's just like, oh, fuck. You got to go in like 40 minutes. Ah, beans. Yeah. 
It's like, I this stresses me out so fucking much when someone's like, can you do something with me? It's like, yeah. It's like, okay, we're going to leave in half an hour. It's like, well, I would rather get hit by a car than like make plans when with less than an hour to go, but go off, I guess. Yeah. Well, they don't Listen, really have a choice because uh, uh, the Argama's being attacked, so like they kind of have a very small window. Yeah, well, yeah, well, I feel attacked when people try to make me make plans so fast. So it's <laughs> Listen, it's it's space year double o eighty whatever, and you know the public Seven. transport has gotten a lot better. It's much more punctual than it is in two thousand and twenty. And you know, when they say you got to be there to go to space on the special bus, you got to be there. You know, you just got to play by the rules here. Yeah, if you're early, you're on time. If you're on time, you're late. Yeah. Um, but they got a sortie. Uh, Polly and Roberto got to go. Yeah. Yeah. And they've they've got to put. Uh, they only have one shuttle pilot, but they've got two shuttles. So a uh, Appley's got to sub in. Appley drive mm-hmm. space shuttle. It's cool. And and then and then and then the thickest man alive. This chode of a man, Hayato Kobayashi. <laughs> Damn boy, he fits. <laughs> walks up to Quattro and he's like, "Hey, check this fucking letter out, dude." <laughs> I love Hayato. Hayato is beyond. He just does it. Hayato is beyond the drama. He's like, this is a weird letter. Well, I guess I'm gonna go go give it to him. You know. (laughs) He's like, hey, someone's written a call out post for you, and I just wanted to let you know um, if you wanted to answer to these allegations, these claims, if you had anything to say for yourself, Mister Quattro Bukina. Quattro, someone's in your mentions. And like while this is happening, we get a cut over the Federation um is starting to launch an attack on the the Kennedy Space Center um at the same time. They're like skimming across the ocean or flying there, whatever the fuck, who cares? The fucking inner tube is here. Mm, I love the, the tangerine. I mm, yummy yummy orange. I hate this fucking inner tube so much. Why? It is my I I don't know why, but it is literally my least favorite mobile suit of all time. I hate <laughs> it. I think Colin. it's dumb and ugly. Do you think it's an annoying orange? And I think it it ah! like has an awkward transformation sequence, which I don't. I guess uh, I shouldn't blow that too early. But uh, yeah, I think it's. I hate it. I really don't like it. <laughs> okay, the transformation sequence is my favorite piece of animation like <laughs> I've ever seen in my entire goddamn life. It's just so satisfying. It's just everything rotates in a particular direction. It doesn't seem to make sense, but suddenly it's gone from tangerine to little robot, and I to man- love it. To mangerine. <laughs> it's a big dumb donut, and then it turns into a donut man, and I don't like it. <laughs> mangerine, mangerine. <laughs> um, and while while this is happening, you know, uh, Quattro and Hayato are talking about the letter. Um. <laughs> Quattro says some fucking wild shit here. <laughs> Let's say for a moment that I am Char. <laughs> just <laughs> hypothetical. <laughs> it's like I can just listen. Literally, the first time I I I looked at this, I was like, "What's in this note? I wonder what's in this note." Even though it's like narratively obvious that it's the exact same letter that we just read, I was like, "There's no way Hayato would just kind of like hand the note over to Quattro." You know, the note that was like a callout post for him being Char and being a coward. He totally did. Hayato ha- Hayato's brain is replaced with Alfredo sauce. He can't think anymore. He just does. I just think Hayato has the biggest brain in this entire show. Yeah. He needed to become thick to get more blood vessels to support it. <laughs> yeah. Just brain in the ass. <laughs> Camille rocks up on this scene too and just like has just some delightful sort of insight to add. Yeah. So so 
I just, I, like, I could talk about this scene for literally three hours, which is why we're going to have to take a break in the middle of this Wild Cup <laughs> Robot episode. Because just, just like, him and Hayato have, like, this confrontation where, where Hayato is like, oh, this letter says you're Char. Like, are you Char? And he's like, I... I am I am I I am simply Quattro Pagina. <laughs> and Howard is like, okay, and then like tells him his own life story. Yeah. <laughs> as if he were Char. Yeah. Like he just he just kind of sums up all of seemingly quote unquote Quattro's motivations in one sentence. Yeah. And and, and Quattro's like Yeah, fair. It it's the OJ Simpson thing. I'm not Char. Yeah. But if I was you know, it's, it's just is like just like flat out like yeah. If if Shar did that, if Shar just became like you know became a different person and refused to like use his his uh, magnanimity and and fame to like help the world, he'd be a pretty big coward. And then Quattro is just like yeah. If Shar is that kind of person, Kai's probably right. He's a big fucking coward. And then Camille comes out and just shouts, "You're a fucking coward." <laughs> <laughs> knuckle sandwich bitch and just fucking sucker punches him uh camille like terrace house makes quattro an omelet and writes are you char question mark question mark question mark on it and hands it to him (laughs) i it's at this point that i realized i have no idea why camille does anything Camille's still mad just like at life in general i think he just hasn't he needs an outlet (laughs) the boy ain't right the boy ain't right, but I, I don't think it's because that. of like war trauma. I think he's just like that. <laughs> you, okay, you know, here, here's here's an actual like read on it. If I may put my smart, my thank you for barking as soon as I start talking disco and Juno. Very cool of you. Um, I'm 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 podcasting from upstairs right now because since I'm home alone, like the dogs are just following me. So no matter mm-hmm. where I go, they're mm-hmm. gonna be with me. Um, but my read on it is like. Camille has basically had to give up his whole life for this. Like he joined AU, like sort of, you know, by the seat of his pants, but like sort of realizing all of the, like what he got himself into, he sort of has no choice, but to suck it up and to hear Quattro like talking about like, yeah, like maybe I'm a coward who fucking cares. I feel like he's like, that is so antithetical to what he's had to like force himself through that. He's just Mm -hmm. like so fucking mad about it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which is why we get the very, very good shot of just, like, Camille, like, new type call-out posting Char, and then just punch him in the fucking face. (laughs) And Quattro, and we, Quattro, like, cries when he does this a little bit, too. It's like, damn. Like, his sunglasses come off, which, which, I mean, I've got some fucking things to say about that. And, like, he cries anime tears. Like, sparkling, beautiful anime tears. (laughs) Camille may have punched him in the face, but he also punched him in the heart. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I do want to talk about the sunglasses for like just a second yeah, because yeah, I was yeah, listening yeah, yeah, yeah. To, to steal some intellectual valor from another podcast. <laughs> this time from a podcast called Dressed, uh, Dressed colon the history of fashion. Great podcast. They didn't. They did an episode a few weeks ago about the history of sunglasses. Mm. And like fucking most interesting shit. Oh my god! If you want to know anything about Quattro Bagina, go listen to this Dressed episode about the history of sunglasses. Because <laughs> you'll, you'll you'll learn uh, more about Quattro by listening to the history of sleeves and sunglasses than you will from watching all of Zeta. <laughs> literally, they also they also they also did an episode. The, the episode after the sunglasses episode was about jumpsuits and flight suits and like how they represent like the idealized future and like the the human body as like dissociated from gender. Oh my god. It's really good, but <laughs> they talked about sunglasses as being like a portable private space, which is just like, Damn. yeah, yeah. And like whenever okay, sunglasses 
first got introduced, like they were really, really popular because you could just like go about and like people can't see your face and you can like have privacy in like an urbanized and it was just so fucking just so fucking interested so so basically what i'm saying is that quattro's ass is fucking out in this moment like fully out more out than it's ever been camille emotionally pantsed quattro in front of the entire au staff yeah literally i mean it's like oh man because like uh you know the 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 sunglasses are very large and they're they're definitely supposed to like you know be a, a visual reference to quattro's very good friend char asnabel's masks that he wears um right, and right, so right. to like to like have camille punch quattro so hard that both like the his his metaphorical mask and his like his physical mask are are flung from him and he's just left on display for who he is as a person and just kind of everybody knows it is just it's god it's so good this is the height of drama <laughs> this this Chef's is a peak emotional performance <laughs> peak emotional performance and i've also written he says a fucking buck wild line here but before we talk about the buck wild line he says i just think that you know this is how we can be absolutely certain point blank certain the quattro bugina is not char asnable because char would never have taken this lying down <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 no yeah, absolutely not char would get fucking red man nude yeah yeah and as no one can go through emotional growth yeah we know this um well we uh, well i'm i'm sure that if you uh you know, you can go through emotional growth, but, you know, uh, for Quattro to be Char, he would have had to go through so much emotional growth that he had to become a different person, which, uh, that would be wild. That would be crazy. Um, that would be that wild. Would, that no would, one's that ever would be too done fucked it. up. Yeah. No one would, no one would write it's this. certainly isn't what literally Hayato and Quattro were just talking about exactly just now. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. And after this, like, in, in incredibly, like, the, the meatiest, most like densely packed scene. We just get like a fight. Uh, I do. I do want to put a pin in this oh, yeah. real quick for us to come back to. But uh, I think the the happenstance of us doing three episodes at a time. I really want to relate this this bit with Quattro and like the highly emotional framing to a thing that we're gonna get in episode fifteen. So let's. Uh, I will mm-hmm. okay. bring okay. that up again. Okay. Mm-hmm. But just just keep and it's this, also keep this in your mind. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just before, just before the, the 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 cool robot fight starts, Quattro says, "Don't you understand that only humans have a heart that can feel shame?" <laughs> it's so good. Damn, damn, it's good. Yeah. I okay. Like, is he saying that he can't? He doesn't feel any shame, and is therefore not human, or is I don't? What does he say in the sub? I the way that I'm taking it. I didn't write the line down. Yeah, because um, like you know, it, it the the line that Camille says before he punches him is under is clench your teeth. I'll correct you like adults. Uh, I'll, yeah, I'll yeah, correct yeah. adults like you. Uh, oh my god! Uh, yeah, yeah, no, it's so good. What? Uh, it's it's basically like you know the the culmination of all the abuse that Camille has been put through and saying like he's ready you know, to dish is, some. Uh, th- mm-hmm. This is him as a child saying, "I'm going to correct you to be what an adult should be." Um, and I think the the like in that context that understand that humans have uh have the heart to feel shame is that you know uh Quattro is trying to say that I understand what my failings are. Like, I don't want you to think that I don't, that I think I'm hot. Like, Quattro knows that he's fucked up. Quattro knows that he's not, that, that even though he is hot shit, 
that he isn't truly perfect hot shit. Like, he knows uh-huh. how he has failed, and that is why he mm-hmm. is the person that he is. Um, and I, I, I think that's why he takes it and lets Camille does this, is because he, he wants Camille to know that he is working from a position where he understands how he has failed and he is trying to, he is trying to be a better person because of that. And he is going to let Camille fucking punch him and rail on him because that's part of the punishment that he has to take for it. As the mm. kind of come see, come saw, you know, Camille has to take punishment so that he can become a stronger person and <clears throat> Quattro has to take punishment so that he can, you know, he can live up to the failures that he's had. Damn. This is a good, this is a good show. Yeah. Um, just oh, that yeah. said, I don't think that they really <laughs> should be taking punishment. I think they should get a therapist. Uh, Seriously, <laughs> I don't think therapy exists in this universe. If you do, if you don't go to therapy for long enough, you become a new type. Yeah. Um. Well, it's it's actually a sad fact because fifty percent of all humanity died in the one year war. It actually turns out that all of the therapists were in that fifty <laughs> percent. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> What a fucking scene, eh? It's just like one perfect shot, but it's several perfect shots. Several perfect shots, and I watched them at least five times. Um, You gotta. You gotta absorb the information. um, Is it time to finish out this episode with a fight scene? Yeah, I think so. I mean, there's like, there's, it's it's an important scene, but very little actually happens. Like, the feds show up. Yeah. But like, I just like that my notes, like, I feel like I'm, these aren't Titans specifically. These are just like, this is the, the Federation, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Um, the, I think, um, yeah, I think Titans these, these are, are just fetties. Yeah, this is just, this is just Earth's Fierce Fetties, because this is, um, uh, Buran Blutark Buran. is the, yeah. the major commander here, and he's the one flying around in the inner tube. Um, he's the one that looks, one like, that looks Jared. like if Jared was, like, ten years older. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, I, yeah. I have this written down. Uh, Bur- Buran is Jared's second ev- uh, Pokemon evolution. Um, and I, I can't wait for y'all to meet the third stage evolution because he's also. Oh, oh god, there's more. Yes, Jared make evolution. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, they show up. They fucking boom, boom, pow. Um, Roberto's doing good fighting. Um, oh, then but then he dies. Yeah, Oops. yeah. he dies. Uh, we press F for Roberto. We press F for the shuttle that's supposed to take all the mobile suits into space. <laughs> this also coincidentally was the episode in which I like learned roberto's name yeah you can't you can't learn anyone else sarah yeah the cool guy who's driving the other the space shuttle apolly i don't know his name i'll never know his name his name is apolly and he cries because his boyfriend dies and then he has to he and also he knows that means that he has to leave quattro and camille behind to get uh and everybody up to space Mm mm-hmm he does a very good job i'm very proud of him yeah i'm proud of him and then (laughs) quattro's like hey piggyback ride time yeah oh i thought when they did this that they were gonna like go into space themselves using <laughs> this too. and i was very confused Me i was like too, sarah this? so like, this uh, the mobile work. suits could go back into space no no they can't nope they were just trying to stop baran as ashimar from doing the thing yeah. and they do it um yeah they do a good job and then they escape on the big boy plane and once again the mobile suits hold hands they do yeah. it's important to hold hands yeah. And like the, the last thing is like they say like oh now like Karaba and the Federation are like publicly fighting now and this is like a a, a big thing now could people know about it I guess. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. All right. Next up? Um yeah. Uh Episode 14, Amaro flies again. Which is a weird title cuz we saw him fly in the previous episode but that's fine. Go off. Well, that that's why he's doing it again. Yeah. Again. Okay. Yeah. 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 
We've seen um, Amro fly so many times, uh, but he's doing it again. He just loves to do it. It's the only thing he knows how to do. Yeah, you know he got to do it to him. <laughs> do it to him. Um, the Titan. My my first note here. The Titans like talk about Zeon mobilizing. Yeah, which is like, huh, interesting. Wonder if anything will come of this event. Yeah. It's, oh yeah. Also, uh, Zeon is having a bit of a Scotland one here. Yeah, it is considered yeah. a local autonomous body by the Earth Federation government. So it's you know. It's like Hong Kong or whatever. <laughs> yeah, Zeon's just kind of there doing its own thing. It probably won't have any ramifications on later parts of the season. Yeah. Impossible yeah. to say. Certain, certainly, and also, yeah. <laughs> because they're up in space, um, and the, the, Earth, the Earth Federation government just kind of doesn't really give a shit on what happens in space forward slash the Highlands, so they've just been doing whatever. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure it's fine. What if a robot had, like, half blue face paint on? That'd be pretty. Like Would a goof. I? Like if you took a Zaku and you put goof paint on it. Yeah. <laughs> and what if, <laughs> what if what if Mel Gibson piloted it? <laughs> and it had a Mel big Gibson. sword. <laughs> um, but next up, we see one of my favorite new characters, um, Rosamia Squad. Yeah. I mean, her, her, her name is Rosamia, and it's her squad yeah. rather. They're Rosamia taking off in a cool lake. Ro- yeah, yeah. They're they're um. Bam. They're taking. They're they're gonna take down the Adhumla, which is the um the the fucking ship that that Ayug is hanging out in. So Ayug has the big sort of peach one, and then the the other people have a big green one. Yes. Yeah, they're both uh-huh. Garudas. I think Adhumla is the name of the specific Garuda. Yes. The big if peach I, one is Adhumla. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And then and then they're like, we're gonna take them down. We're gonna join up with Baran, who, as we mentioned, is Jared's uh, first evolution. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we cut to, 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 to AU. Camille's still mad about Roberto because, yeah, yeah, I get it. Me too. I'm sad Uh, about it. Quattro says the only thing we can do for Lieutenant Roberto is return to space. Uh, forget your sentiments in war, uh, which is a pretty hard line, but like, yeah, you gotta live to remember the people who've died, I guess. You have to let gravity, let gravity pull your feelings and sadness back down to earth while you escape into space. It's symbolic. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And you know, like Quattro's also just sitting like, moving on and like doing things and being very efficient being like oh tactics fighting do thing yeah brain um, we talk about the i think we cut back to rosamia and they talk about like the new type lab and stuff yes she's from the augusta yeah. new type lab um so we know Which they is have different they to have... the oakland new type yeah. lab yeah also, I think the most important thing about this um and this is uh like really i think this is key to the rest of the show, and I really think we need to keep it in mind. Augusta mm-hmm. is in Georgia, so uh, Rosamia should yeah. have a thick southern accent. <laughs> well, I'll be do darned. You, <clears throat> do you think that the new type labs, like, there's loads, and they have kind of like a league where they play, like, sports? You know, Rosamina bottom batting for the, the, Georgia, the, the Georgia Melons sort of thing um, i i can't yeah. follow you down a baseball path i can't <laughs> okay. follow where you're leading me right now <laughs> let me tell you i would love i would love for there to be a baltimore new type lab and for um you know uh, a, a a cool lady pilot to come out of the mud uh with two crab claws <laughs> <laughs> well look if if there were to be a team of new types it would be the new york new types <laughs> okay New York, new types, hardball, shell, yeah. fall. <laughs> wow. Um, let's go to the airport. Uh, let's go to the airport. Amro's yeah. like, but I spent all this money to get you plane tickets. <laughs> I, okay. 
okay, okay. He's there to see them off. Yeah. The wildest thing about this scene is that, like, Amaro can just, like, go through into the weight lounge, into the airport. <laughs> yeah, okay. Remember the fucking this, 80s? Nobody has yeah, to here's, here's the thing. The, the, Gundam is in the pre-9-11 world. Yeah. yeah. It, 9-11 happening is what strayed us from this path. Uh, Frau has <laughs> a full 16-ounce bottle of shampoo in her bag, and no one's going to say anything about it. Yeah, yeah. She needs it. Yeah. Have you seen her hair? It looks great. She needs that shit. Yeah, she needs those yeah. prenatal vitamins. She really needs them. Yeah. Yeah. She needs that Aussie miracle. Exactly. Maybe she's born with it. Um, that's the craziest thing that happens in the scene. Um, they're talking. Amaro's, like, gonna see them off. And fucking finally, Katz, like, gets something to stick with Amaro. And, and, and he metaphorically lights a fire under Amaro's ass. Um... <laughs> Amaro's like, okay, all right, I have a plan. <laughs> this oh, is such a oh, fucking well, stupid show. You're also you're forgetting about like the the fucking hardest line of like f- of all fucking time that Frau says, uh, which is, um, God, what did I write it down? Remember that you're not going to gain anything by trying to become a child again. Yeah, in the <laughs> yeah. in the dub, the way she says it, and I've written this down is like, you can't just give up like you're a child, Amaro. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, we, we're kind of back to square one with this one, eh? Yeah, which, like, I think really speaks to the way that he's been existing in that mansion is, like, you know, he's not he's not trying to cultivate any new skills. He do, He's not diving into, like, learning anything. He's literally just, like, he's he has a set schedule. He listens to what his fucking butler tells him to do. Like, oh, it's time to go fly the mm-hmm. plane. Oh, it's time to go swimming. Like, you know, he's, he's living... A completely scheduled childlike life without pursuing anything. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, oof. Yeah, he he like um sort of thinks up, th- looks at his life, looks at his choices, looks at a freighter that's refueling on the uh, airfield. There gets a Jimmy Neutron brain blast. Yeah. Gets a Jimmy Neutron blade blade blast. Yeah, that. Yeah, you got it. And then he um, buys then- like eighteen canned <laughs> drinks. <laughs> Hey, can I borrow your kid? <laughs> hey, can I can I just say, um, whenever he dropped them, the way they're animated and like the noise they make definitely sounds like they're empty. So yeah, he like well, well he he chugged it all, and that's why he had to sneak out through the bathroom yeah. because he had to empty that real quick. Yeah. yeah, they didn't show us the the scene between going into the bathroom and the like three minute on the scene. <laughs> You know, it's you just cut to the action. We don't need to see. Them. Yeah, new types can metabolize soda so fucking fast. You have no idea. Yeah, they just suck yeah. all the caffeine directly into their brain. <laughs> Yummy. <laughs> so, <laughs> what if what if what if uh, Grand Theft Arrow? Yeah, um, there there is a yeah, like, we do get confirmation that yes, Amuro is actually being watched because there's oh, yeah, a, yeah, there's yeah, a yeah. man that looks like old Jared who like checks his watch when they go in the bathroom <laughs> is is this the third evolution no no okay okay just checking this just is checking. this is like mega evolution of of jared uh <laughs> this, this this is like the alternate evolution that you like have to use like an item from gen 2 to get yeah where no one really uh-huh. cares about it as much it's just sort of there yeah to like, you, fill you, in numbers. like you give jared a newspaper and a desk job and he turns into this guy <laughs> yeah doesn't even have an official name um yeah to 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 Basically, he he and cats are like fucking running along the runway. Um, and and the whole time, this dude is like checking his watch. He's like, "Huh, Amro's been shitting out his doo doo ass for quite a while in there. I wonder what's <laughs> I mean, going on." I saw him drink all those sodas, but it's been four hours now. It can't, it can't be that. Um, 
Imagine you're the pilot of that freighter <laughs> and fucking Amuro Ray and the child come up and steal your plane from you. Just like the clout you have from going home that yeah, evening to I your, would like, let him. Yeah. Like, be like, oh, my beautiful husband or wife, I, my plane got stolen by Amuro Ray today. Like, you have a story for life. That you, rules. You will never have to pay for drinks at like a pilot bar ever again because you oh, can yeah. just come in, put your arm on the table and says, have I ever told you about the time that Amuro Ray stormed the cabin of my freighter, pulled a pistol out and whipped me with it? <laughs> this is the Sully Sullenberger of the Universal Century. <laughs> Yeah, this this man carries a gun still. You hate to see it. Um, maybe have- maybe 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 it's empty. Maybe like they loaded it with like blanks, it's just so Amro thinks, but it's not. Yeah yeah you know? yeah yeah. They, yeah, they, yeah. they give it to him. They're like, he'll never fire this. He hates it actually. This, I don't know. This this is kind of a thing that makes me think maybe Amro isn't ba- as baby as we thought because like. You know, he he keeps talking about like, oh, I have no opportunity to escape. There's no way I could get away. Da 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 da. But the man does carry a pistol with him at all times, just like tucked in he the back. That of MF his thing on him uh, is pants. a thing. <laughs> it's so fine. he needs to take the plane off, but the plane that Frau Bo and the other two orphans are in is like parked in the middle of the runway, <laughs> so they he can't use the regular runway. And for the first time in his life. Amuro Ray does something extremely cool. <laughs> this is the coolest thing he's ever done since, like, getting in the robot in the very fucking first episode of the show. And it's stealing a much, much less expensive, much less cool piece of hardware, but it's it's even cooler this time. Yeah. Just, just... Katz is like, uh, Amuro, this isn't a runway. And Amuro's like, it's long enough for me. And fucking... He just does it. Amro's like, you wanted me to be fucking cool? Check this out, motherfucker. <laughs> he pops, he, he open palm slams the Microsoft Flight Simulator 2020 disc into the plane <laughs> yeah. dashboard. Yeah. He hits the. That's how you he, know it's the future because it loads immediately and doesn't take three yeah. days to install. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so, fun fun fact. Um, I don't mm-hmm. know if, uh, if either of y'all listen to uh, famous comedy trivia podcast, No Such Thing as a Fish, uh, but the most recent one talked about how. Uh, because uh, Boeing 747s are so old, um, they actually have to lo- like load all of their flight data via uh, floppy disks. Damn! <laughs> what? And be- oh my god! And because the maps are so big and detailed now, that means that like uh, you know when they when they boot the 747 up, like the pilots sometime to have to like put like eight or nine or ten floppy disks into oh, that's the so into the plane. Funny. I love that in a specific order so that it has the flight data on it. <laughs> that's so funny. Technology is so fucking stupid. That's all for now. From the Colin Fact Zone. The Colin Fact Zone. Sorry, I had that pointed over from Nora. Just thought I'd throw it in there. Because that blew my mind. Fuck. Planes, huh? After he takes off, Frau's plane is like, okay, we're good to go. Now let's go. (laughs) Like, no one, like, really just, like, investigates it. It's like, well, we have a flight schedule. Well, yeah, because, like, the minute that Frau's plane takes off is when, like, you know, uh, fucking doo-doo head old Jared realizes what's happening and, like, storms the flight tower to tell them to cancel all flights or whatever. (laughs) Christmas is canceled. (laughs) (sighs) And we, after, after this, just, like, Buck wild scene. Um, we um <laughs> we see we see our good friend Rosa Mia. Yeah, they fly over some cowboys with some sheepies. Yeah, yeah. I don't know where the fuck they are. I mean, I guess America somewhere. 
But it just kind of looks like they're in the Alps. If they're in, like, ranch land, I mean, it's... <sighs> Oklahoma's, like, too flat still. So, like, the this is the really confusing thing for me. So, um, they they were at Kennedy Space Center in Florida. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, uh, Rosamia is, is, like, kind of currently operating out of the Augusta New Type Lab in Georgia, right? Um, and they also repeatedly talk later about Hickory, about how Kai went to Hickory, and they get intel from Hickory. And as far as I'm aware, the only Hickory they could be talking about is Hickory, North Carolina, which is just just north of Charlotte, and has like um like the Catawba um uh, Air Science Institutes there. There is there's another um like uh, aerospace museum in in Hickory. So it makes sense mm-hmm. if if somehow uh the the Carava like institute is mostly operating out of old Air Force museum bases or whatever um that they're in the general american southeast but also like by the end of these episodes we're in san francisco so like i don't know where the fuck we are maybe we're like over like uh like missouri or something right now or the general southern midwest who the fuck knows yeah the the mount the mountainous farmland of the american gulf coast Uh, i mean it's all it's all it's all america it's basically the same place you know it's a homogenous country. We know this. Like, there's some yeah. there's some mountains in like northern Texas or something, right? Like, we could be there, kind of, maybe. Yeah, that's like that's like yeah, that's like the most I can like stretch my brain to figure yeah. it out. I mean, I think that the San Francisco thing it helps because there is like a sleeping scene, so we know that this was like an overnight flight, and like I can cross the Atlantic overnight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> yeah, you yeah. know, who who knows? It's it sort of seems legit. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, Rosamie is here. Yeah. Rosamie is here, and she's in the Gaplant, and I love the Gaplant. Yeah, I like the Gaplant. <laughs> I love it. The Gaplant is cool. This thing is it cool. Kinda, it, it, it does it, it to us. It reminds me of, because it's a mobile suit, but like its arms are also kind of like big wings, and they do big triangles, so it kind of reminds it's, me of like a Quetzalcoatlus yeah. dinosaur. It, cool. it, it looks very similar to Starscream Transformers. Yeah, and I I love the way the like wing arms are gimbaled too, so they can kind of move around in re- weird ways and like you know do like like weird redirects for the thrusters or shoot at weird yeah. angles. Like, it's like sometimes like, they just kind of like point up and shoot out at the bottom, and like she just go up. It's cool. Yeah, it's cool. Rosamina it's, it's like, go up. <laughs> Rosamina go up, and she's like. They're, they're like she mobilizes her unit they're on hoverboards which is pretty cool yeah. i like to see it i i guess they're they're <laughs> the official name for them are sleds uh but i'm gonna keep calling them uh boogie boards for the rest of my life it's boogie boards <laughs> yeah, to me. It's, it's boogie boards to yeah. me did i ever tell y'all i mean I, I know i didn't one time i was at the outer ranks with my friend we found like this like big sealed like packing box outside of the ben franklin down there which is like a supermarket sort of superstore like little thing and it was just full of boogie boards we had like six boogie boards that week that we got for free because someone like must have dropped them out of a truck when they were selling them to ben franklin oh i swear it fell off the back of a truck well, no one's gonna arrest me for fucking a bo- lost goods of a boogie board. Boogie, boogie board like to make. Find after three years exposed on Gundam podcast. Grand theft boogie. Grand theft boogie. Um, we're we're cutting back and forth from this scene, like to the the, the Groot and all that. Camille wonders about Quattro if he's good. Yeah, he's just like um. Because like, Quattro, Quattro launches and goes outside, but he's like, not you, Camille. Everyone else stay inside. I will go out and fight because I'm really cool. 
Um, and Camille's like, damn, that, that guy just really seems like he just really, really likes doing battles, huh? <laughs> huh. I'm thinking about it. He's And yeah. and yeah, the um Aldumla is kind of getting murked and shot at and kind of fucked up by Rosamina. But we've just mm-hmm. got like Hayato, the thickest, calmest boy, just being like Guys, it's going to be fine. We're not going to get shot down while they're getting shot down. I love Let go Hayato. and let God, everyone. And, you know, Camille's like, well, every time this has ever happened before, I've defied orders and taken the Gundam out to protect the ship. And then everyone was like, yes, that was a good idea. You should do that. You're a good boy, Camille. So Camille decides to do that and jumps off in the Gundam and, like, fucking grabs onto the plant. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's, uh and this is when, like, we see it transforms, like, for the first time. She, like, does it to, like, knock him off. And he's like, oh, God, oh, fuck. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, Rosamina says, fuck around and find out. And then the plant transforms. Yep. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I don't know what the, the word that Camille says in the, in the self is. But in the dub, when, like, it's it's Rosamina's trick, Camille just goes, <gasps> tricked. Yeah. New, yeah. It's, it's new, uh, I've been coaxed into a snafu. It's new type's trick. Uh, new type's <laughs> trick. Um, and again, it does it, when when she transforms it back into mobile armor mode, it does do the lucky Luciano hands. I do love to see it very uh-huh. much. Uh-huh. Um, but then if fucking of, like every battle where Camille flies off the handle, Quattro has to run in and save the day and beat the adult in the room. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm, Quattro mm-hmm, definitely mm-hmm. gets pretty pissed in this battle too. Um, yeah, yeah. he's still mad that he that he people saw his beautiful baby blues. <laughs> yeah, yeah. People people saw his forehead scar un uh, un uh, uh, shaded by his giant sunglasses. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, Camille gets back. Um, fucking Hayato comes up. Uh, and to be like, you should, you should, that is not a thing you should have done, child. Yeah. And Camille's just like, oh, what? Are you gonna correct me, Hayato? Yeah. yeah. And then he just comes back immediately with, I don't think simply hitting you would improve your personality. <laughs> you you it's know so what good. kind of show you're watching whenever you're like, oh, this adult didn't hit a child. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, every single person in Gundam needs therapy. Ah. Maybe Hayato could get away without therapy, but I can't think of anyone else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, if you eat enough pasta, it's a replacement for therapy. Yeah. Ah, that's his secret. Well, yeah, that's yeah. his secret. Hayato's secret. You become wide and you no longer need therapy. <laughs> As we all know, Italian food is made with love and Carabas eat so much Italian food that everyone there is good. They don't need therapy. <laughs> Fuck. Th- They're sick just- with love. And Quattro doesn't like Italian food. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. Do you think <gasps> maybe Quattro thinks that he doesn't deserve Italian food? Whoa. 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 Oh, no. I'm not good enough for this linguine Alfredo. <laughs> oh, I've only got to eat protein. <sighs> Quattro. Quattro, please. Quattro. Um... And then he also mentions in this like little get and shoot out scene, he was like, he was pulled by the mobile suit. And Quattro's like, yeah, he, it checks out. It's fucking new type shit. Don't worry about yeah. it. Oh, yeah. Camila's like, but but Mr. Kobayashi, her vibes were so shit. I had her to Her vibes go. were rancid. Yeah. Her vibes. <laughs> um, and um, after this, we cut to Baron and Rosamita again. Yeah. The plant lands on a clothesline. It's very cute. I like yeah. that a lot. Well, that, that's like that's like how I know that's how jets land on aircraft carriers. So it's nice to see that like bit of real world technology translated into yeah. this. 
He's yeah. got to slow you down. They 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 talk about um old Jared is like, Oh, you're back already. Send out a second wave. We can't let them rest. Yeah. Um Get but their then asses. This this little conversation between him and, and Rosamina, <laughs> yeah. where where she's just like, oh, up here in this thin atmosphere, I can breathe just fine because my lungs have been enhanced. So hmm. I guess she's a she he and then and old Jared says she's a she's a cyber new type. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> what are they doing to these damn kids down in Georgia? Oh man, who? Oh, so this is yeah. Who knows what they're doing in these new type labs? Uh, enhancing hmm. people's lungs, making them cyber new types. Uh. So, for the record, this is a weird thing about the way that Gundam is localized and translated, but um, Uh in Uh the Japanese, uh, the word they use for cyber new type is is basically just enhanced human. Um, Uh So, it it does immediately, like, uh, it's supposed to carry more of a thing of, like, oh, she's been cybernetically enhanced. Right. She's not, like, a true new type, but, like, she's, like, been, like, artificially tried, like, tried to get to that point and this is uh this and i think the fact that the localization goes with cyber new type like immediately is a little bit of a spoily spoily um because like you're not supposed to know that they've also been turned into into you know psychic Mm -hmm. people immediately but like that's also kind of like you know the fact that she does have bad vibes is supposed to clue you into that uh but like the immediate thing is like basically the titans are making super soldiers um and mm-hmm. maybe they're psychic who the knows? anti-antifa super soldiers yeah yeah the anti-antifa Shh. super soldiers <laughs> here's here's the question if eating a shit ton of italian food turns you into an antifa what do you have to eat to become new type um well you remember how in the one year war and especially in the movie trilogy they make a big deal about doing a bunch of brainwave readings on everybody who was on the white base yeah right? yeah yeah, uh, mm-hmm. I don't think mm-hmm. you eat anything to become an anti antifa super soldier. Uh, they do other fucked up shit to you with your brainwaves. <laughs> okay, it's it's, also, it's like um, hmm. you just eat a raw tomato and you cry while you're doing it. Yes, yeah, you have to. You you become a new type by eating like ten meals in a row where you're just like having a fucking bad time. Yeah, the the Titans did enough research that they they don't realize that um Italian food is the secret, but they do know that tomatoes are a very important uh bit of the equation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, so the 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 uh, Aldumla is being attacked again. It's like, "Wee wee, we're being attacked again. We got to mobilize." Camille and Quattro like leap to it. They bring um, their fucking Bakugan launchers. Yeah. They, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Quattro's like, we've got to do a pincer attack. <laughs> yeah, I like, I just like throughout these episodes, like Camille and Quattro are they do good teamwork. They're well coordinated. I respect it. Yeah, they're learning. They're learning to be buddies. Yeah, yeah. they're just kind of nicely in sync. Um, but yeah, the tangerine is back. <laughs> mm, our friend, the, the annoying orange. I hate him. I love it. They're pelting it with balls. Yeah. A lot, a lot of balls going on up I, here, which is like... I love this grape shot bazooka. I just, I don't know why, but I love it. I, I, I can only imagine it's, like, designed to, like, I guess, do enough damage over time in little bits that you get, like, a big thing. Because it's easier to hit when you have a... T- hundred tiny projectiles yeah. and one big one that's very easy to miss with well it's like you know previous when camille used it previously it was like more of a defensive weapon to like shoot down missiles and stuff which makes sense yeah yeah 
Um, but I mean, having said that, uh, the Tangerine Man does say later on uh, that, like, oh, you're a stupid scattershot, can't hurt my big tangerine robot. Yeah, it can shoot out my one eye, but it turns out I have three eyes. <laughs> <laughs> you can't pierce. You can't pierce my citrine rind. Yeah. Uh, this inner tube is double thick. <laughs> <laughs> Not as thick as Hayato. Yeah. Damn, Hi- boy, he's thick! <laughs> I think Hayato's skin is actually bulletproof. <laughs> I think the pants like are bulletproof because of how tightly they're stretched around his legs and ass. <laughs> yeah. Just like the tension will just boo any bullets that come towards that ass. You know how in Star Wars they made the laser, like the blaster noises by like striking a guy wire with a hammer? Yeah. Oh, didn't if, know that. Yeah, uh, if you hit Hayato's leg. For now, from the cl- Max Faxone. <laughs> okay, thank you. Yeah, I was gonna say I was gonna edit that. Um, if you took if you took a mallet to Hayato's leg, it would make an identical noise. <laughs> They're stretched that tight. Go. Boom, boom. Oh yeah. Oh. Um. Okay. Okay. Right. Uh, okay. Amuro and Cats right. are also here. They're flying a plane. <laughs> They're here now. Yeah. Here they come. Um, they have arrived. Amuro tells Kotz to go get in the Homo Avis. The Homo Avis is <laughs> no. the best vehicle I've ever seen in my life. It's, I want ten of them. It's a fucking kite. He tells Kat to go ki- hop on a kite. <laughs> it's a kite that has a hole for a man in it. I mean, Homo Avis just kind of, I guess, means man bird thing. Yeah, it, yeah. It's just like a person plan man bird hand hook car door <laughs> <laughs> if 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 the new type like species is 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 like homo novus this is bird type <laughs> okay um so okay <laughs> all right I'm, I'm beginning to feel i'm beginning to feel myself vibrate through the earth <laughs> oh so um okay so you know um we get a shot of uh, Amaru and Katz kind of coming up. Um, meanwhile, Quattro and Camille are doing their cool little coordinated attack on the tangerine. Amaru uh, puts on a parachute yeah. and he's like, mm-hmm. right, guys, I'm going to do what Garma never could. I'm going to take out something with a freighter plane. <laughs> and then, and was, oh God. And then, and then Quattro, Quattro's like, uh oh. Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. What's this? What's this feeling? I'm getting a DM from my ex-boyfriend. What is this feeling? <laughs> so he sees the freighter just, like, coming up. And, and they just say it. Yeah, he's just, just like... say it. He, well, it's, like, he says, it. like, oh, my God, you're Amaro. But then, like, he thinks about it for a second. He's like, how did I know he's he's Amaro? You're Amaro? Like, he's surprised that he knows it's Amaro. <laughs> it's, just, it's very, like, I think it's, like... A lot like quicker in the dub, where he's just like, uh, you know, Quattro's like, "What are you up to, Amaro?" Without really noticing that he's said it until like way later, and then we immediately cut to Amaro just kind of like yelling, "Let me handle this, Shar!" and and crashing the plane. And it's like not acknowledged until like about That's two so minutes later. It's just they just they just say it by instinct. They just fucking know. <laughs> They simply. Oh. They simply. They, they, they simply. simply. <laughs> they simply. Amaro yeah. decides to fucking turn the plane into a melee weapon by ramming it 
into the Ashenmar's ass and like yeah. taking it down. He learns from Garma's mistakes. You have to decide to hit the thing with the plane instead of letting it blow up beforehand. <laughs> uh-huh, it's, uh-huh. His, it's his choice. It's his choice. And he's descending the sky. The plane is fucking trash. The Ashmar's like foot is stuck in it. And he's like, oh, I'm going to do it. And then. Yeah, yeah. like the, the plane falls down. Yeah. It takes the tangerine with it. The tangerine escapes yeah. to be seen again another day. Nearly, nearly dives into a river, but pulls up at the last second in a cool, cool little fly maneuver. It's a good tangerine. Listen. <laughs> But Amaro like is is falling, um, uh, and he's kind of like clinging onto the plane, and just and then he kind of just like lets himself go into the air and and releases a parachute, and it's just floating through the air, just chilling, just here he is. And we get the most sensual sequence in all of Gundam, uh, <laughs> fellas, fellas, <laughs> fellas. <laughs> Um, because is the it, is it gay to be caught by your old armor? <laughs> oh, is it man. gay to be held gently in the palm of a and giant so mobile tenderly, suit? With like the fucking the golden hue of sunset showering you. With fucking careless whisper playing in the background. It's this show these three episodes are like lethal. <laughs> lethal. This is and like the just, same amount of like dis- distress I felt like with the Ram around Ryu part of 0079, but it's like it's not fully positive. Oh, it is like, fully positive for me because I live okay, for drama. Right, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, like this this whole thing has such like an intense energy of and of just like when you see an old ex of yours that you broke up with like amicably, but like you know. It's you. You weren't ready to see them, and just you're overcome with that, like you know, that weird, like positive memory energy. But also, like you're in a parachute and you're falling, and they're having to like grab you in their giant, beautiful mechanical hands. And it's just, oh, it's a lot. There's a lot of okay. Just so okay. Much. <laughs> <laughs> this yep. reminded me of actually Max. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you remember when? You picked me up from from the train station in, in, DC, in, yeah. in DC, and I was traumatized by the American public transport system. <laughs> so I was kind of like shaken. In, in, in a fucking shitty ass city as well, yes. Yeah, yeah. And then we drove down the road a little bit, and we stopped at like a gas station. Yes, 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 and yes. And I was yes. standing in the gas station, and like you come up to me, and you're just like, Sarah, you're taller than I thought you would be. And it was a. <laughs> And then I just like put my hand on your face. Yeah. Do you yeah. remember that? I I remember it dearly. And I don't remember why I did it. I was just I was dealing with the fact that you were a physical person that I manifested. That you'd manifested in front of me and and it was like this weird like slow motion movement where I'm just standing in the middle of a gas station store with my hand on your face. And then no, then the movement moment passed, and I bought some dried pineapple, and I moved on with my life. But I literally, that moment is like in slow motion in my mind. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where that's where the episode ends, and then you get a you get a hand oil painted title card of that exact shot. Yes. Yeah. So that's what yeah. this reminded me of. <laughs> it, it's it's like it, it it like truly is as much as like we're like goofing on it. It's like it truly is like one of the most like raw emotional things I've seen in like any show I've ever watched. Yeah. 
Of just, it's yeah, just... and just, like, these long shots of, like, going back and forth between, like, Amuro's face and then the Gundam with, like, its arms outstretched trying to catch him. It's just, oh. With it's arms so wide open. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, when Quattro comes in, all the shots of his face are, like, so fucking close up. You can, like, see this man's fucking eyelashes, which obviously no one's ever seen. Except for Camille that one time. Yeah. Except for Camille that one time. Yeah. And, and, and Quattro is fucking, like, shaking. Literally. Quattro is hashtag shook. Oh, man. Yeah. God. How how must it feel for Amaro to suddenly have both of your exes here? Yeah, it's just... <sighs> <sighs> Nobody has experienced a deeper love than these two men. <laughs> Sometimes you're just two men. Yeah. And then Katz is just flying around being a kite in the background. <laughs> yeah, Katz is, like, doing cool stunts. Katz is like, oh, hey, I've never seen a big gold mobile suit like that before, huh? He's like, meow, meow, He's doing lifty loops. He's having a fucking good time. He's drawing, like, dicks in the sky with a little smoke trail behind him. <laughs> and that's episode. Yeah. One of God. the best episodes of TV I've ever seen. Oh, it's the, the most romantic meeting of two people that has ever 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 so this last one is going to be episode 15 cat's sortie yeah Whew. there he goes he, he there he goes um so there he goes again thank you thank you um Bajina. Bajina. Jared, too, once again, is like, we gotta go out and fight these bastards. This, this dude is battle-hungry. He, like, returns to his little base, and Rosa Mia is, like, in, like, full, like, seduction mode, I guess. Well, it's, like, it's weird. Like, she's half, like, really hanging on him and half, like, being, like, really loopy New Age goop person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, she's very clingy to him. I didn't get... Well, because it's me and I never do. I didn't mm-hmm. get specifically seducing romantic vibes. I was just like, she's being very like clingy and affectionate to Boron here because she's really scared of this thing that she's feeling and seeing. Yeah. It doesn't feel horny to me. I agree with that. I thought it well, I, 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 I don't mean to say it felt horny. What it felt like to me is like she's being like trying to like get in good with him to like get some more information out of him of like what's going on. Because in this scene, they're talking, and, like, he's, like, acting all annoyed with, like, how she's repeating things and stuff. And, like, she, like, mentions this AU going to drop a colony, and, like, she's, I, it feels a little bit like she's trying to press him for, like, what he knows. Like, if he's, like, a superior officer to her, I think. Hmm. This scene, to me, this scene paints her as kind of, not dumb, but, like... A little ditzy. Because she's talking about how she's having, like, dreams about how AU is going to drop a colony, and she thinks that they're the bad... It paints her as very, like... You know how, like, Lala was really, like, childlike and naive? Uh-huh. Like, kind of like that? Okay. Um, I don't, like, uh, not, not to, <laughs> um, yeah, I think especially, like, the way that he kind of, like, walks away from the scene of being, like, oh, this is what a cyber new type is like. Um, I definitely think the thing that you're supposed to walk away with it from is that, uh, Rosamia's head been fucked up a little bit. Um. Yeah. She, you, I, I feel like it's, uh, <sighs> I don't think you're supposed to read into it that she's putting on an act. I think you're just supposed to think that she's not all there. Okay, okay. All right, I'll I'll, I'll remember that going forward then. And I'm uh, also very not nervous that Ayuga's gonna drop a colony on the thing because she's a fucking magic space woman. 
or magic earth woman and knows these things. She's a space magic woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, we cut to the Garuda. Uh, Amuro is yeah. here now, just fucking doing his thing. He's like, oh, Hayato, remember me from the war? <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, I haven't seen you since war. I haven't seen, I haven't seen you since war. <laughs> Hayato made him a cup of coffee, and they're just like, it's the vibes of when you go over to your mate's house, and it's kind of awkward, so you just chill in the kitchen. I do like it. How do you think Amuro takes his coffee? Um, a bunch of sugar and cream. Yeah, mm. yeah. I was going to say a bunch of sugar and no cream because he's just like a little weird. Damn, like, that's why I take my coffee. Oh, well, yeah, no, we we do know Amuro has IBS. That's why he doesn't get takeout. That's why he's never eaten in Carabas. Um, so, yeah, probably just sugar. <laughs> yeah. I mean, coffee's already going to fuck him up enough. <laughs> yeah. Um, fucking everybody here knows Quattro's trick. <laughs> like He's just... Ugh. Sorry, I'm finished. I'm finished. I'm finished my lives now. Um, I could talk freely. Oh, good. <laughs> I could talk freely. The olives are gone. You freed your soul from olives' gravity. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Don't choke on the olives, Sarah. <laughs> oh, there was like a leaf dust in my throat. Because oh. there's like fucking coriander in these or some shit. I don't know. Whoa. <laughs> Truly a uh, new type's trick is putting <laughs> spices in the back of your throat. Um... But yeah, oh yeah, so I, I like how Hayato is like, oh, hey, hey, Amaru, thanks for, like, bringing my son. Um, I knew you'd, like, take, I knew that you'd kidnap my son and yeah. come and see me. Thanks for that, man. Um, so and he, he also, he also mentions to Amaru, he's like, ah, bro, I was hoping that you'd, like, teach him how to drive a Gundam. And Amaru is like, you were hoping that I'd learn how to drive a Gundam as well, bitch. Yeah, it's good. He's like, you thought I would pick up some things from him, too. Mm. Yeah, and then Hayato gets a call on the comms from a Mister Quattro Bajuna. Oh, well, you're you're skipping over the best line ever of no mother would want their child to be a child soldier. Uh, they, <laughs> Did they get everyone, that one? Everyone looks directly into the camera when that yeah. line is said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it plays the fucking curb your enthusiasm theme. But yeah, Quattro calls up. <laughs> Hayato fucking rules. Hayato is like the mo the bit the quat he's drinking his quattro respecting juice. <coughs> the man says his I've still got olive in the back of my throat now. Take this one from me, lads. <coughs> Hayato is nobody has respect kayfabe more than Hayato Kobayashi. Yeah. <laughs> he, he says don't be such a stickler about it. He just wants to be called Quattro. <laughs> <laughs> he's just like Does he say that in the sub? Yeah, he, he says, "Don't be such a stickler about it." When Amro is like, "He's just shard to me." Uh, oh, it's so... like it's like if your friend shows up after like summer vacation or whatever. It's a new semester at school, and your friend is like, "Oh yeah, call me fucking Blaze now." And like the one cool friend is like, "Just like go along with it, let him have fun." Yeah. Everyone else is like, "This yeah. is stupid," and the one friend is sticking up for him. Yato's just like, "Let him role play. Let him talk about his Canadian girlfriend." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> And Amaro's just being rude. He keeps calling him Shard. Like, you know, Amaro, it's rude to call your new love interest after your ex. You can't be like that. You can't. That's such a fucking awkward faux pas. It's just, it's not healthy for you, Amaro. Go to therapy. <laughs> Listen to Hayato. <sighs> um, th- is there anything more said in this scene? Uh, There's no. some stuff later on. Okay. Because I think yeah. the next thing that happens is that we cut to Camille, and then yeah. I've written in my notes, oh yeah, this show's about Camille, isn't it? 
Because yeah. <laughs> they just kind of forgot about him. Yeah. yeah I, I like that Katz is sort of latching on to Camille now, who's the Gundam guy. Like, yeah. Katz just wants to hang out with the person who has the big robot. Yeah. Uh, Sam. Camille kind of snaps at him and is like, don't touch that, and then realizes he's being mean. And he's like, it's okay, I just didn't want you to get electrocuted by the circuit board or whatever. Camille yeah. is like when you're in, like, a sixth form, and then, like, a fucking fourth year gets, like, assigned to you as, like, junior prefect, oh, your, and you have, like, shadow, fucking yeah. put up with this child who's two years younger than you. Yeah. Camille is like when you've been working at a fast food job for like a month and they tell you to train somebody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, I, I fucking guess. Sure, fine. I can try. I mean, do, is, isn't there like a line that Kat says about how like he's being like assigned to Shadow Camille or something? Uh, yeah, I'm... like uh, they, like, um, you know, Hayato wants him to like learn like the the newer mobile suits because cats is only trained on like older ones at the museum yeah. or whatever mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and then uh camille's like oh do, do you know amaro and Katz is like yeah you know from the war from war <laughs> yeah. yeah we we went to war together when i was yeah. three years old or fucking whatever he's basically cats is really bummed that Amuro's not the same like he's not the same as he was eight years ago which, like, yeah. damn, wonder what happened between now and then. Oh, they they also talk about, like, the concept of foster fatherhood. Because uh, yeah. Camille, you know, hey, remember when his fucking dad died, like, uh, th- th- yeah. ten episodes ago? Did you forget that his dad died ten episodes ago? I forgot that his dad died ten episodes ago. Press S to spit on Franklin Badon's grave. Yeah. Uh. Well, not, not only did his dad die ten episodes ago, but it seems like for probably the first 17 years of camille's life she just wasn't really there either <laughs> yeah because yeah huh. camille gets a bit mad at cats and he's just like yeah well having a foster father is better than having no father at all and like ex- like when will camille realize that like quattro is his foster father now <laughs> quattro is would be a terrible dad but he's there i feel like quattro is more camille's cool older brother that buys him beer and tells him to drive really fast <laughs> he let he lets him he lets him sit in the back of the pickup truck when he drives so after this nice little conversation this little heart to heart camille and uh, cats have um <laughs> we get one of the greatest lines ever spoken in any tv show ever uh yeah quattro goes up to amaro and it's just kind of like oh you did you know sick flying out there you did a really good job and then amaro is just immediately like why did you come back to earth (laughs) hey i came here to laugh at you (laughs) this motherfucker (laughs) oh man i don't know what i love more the i came to laugh at you line or the immediate follow-up, that's what you wanted to hear, right? Which is just, like, not only is Quattro a stone-cold, like, cool-ass person, but also he's literally calling Amaro out on being a sub. Yeah! He's like, you suck <laughs> shit now. Get over it. <laughs> you suck shit, Amaro! It's, it's like, stop fucking feeling sorry for yourself. I'm here to, like, kick your ass until you do better, I guess. And yeah. it's like, I... This, I love this scene so much because Quattro's the one giving Amaro like life lessons Genuine and shit. Genuine advice. Yeah. It's like you have to live up to Katz's expectations of you. And yeah. like he's like, okay, yeah, I went to fucking Mars or whatever the fuck. I couldn't find Lala there. Her soup is still floating around Earth. Yeah, her her uh, her soul is trapped by Earth's gravity. She can't go past Mars. <laughs> I, just... I like Lala. Lala was cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's still out there, you know. Her soup. 
Uh, I was wondering by this at some point. scene. <laughs> oh, okay. She, she'll be a goose. We'll get there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like when Lamoureux saw the bird. Sorry, Sarah, you go. Okay, sorry. I can talk now. Um, this time it's the Hill Garden, not the Olives. Um, we had a little. Wait, 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 wait. Olive Garden. Okay. Okay. I have an Olive Garden. Sorry. Fuck Olive Garden. We're Carabas only podcast. (laughs) Carabas only. We don't. We are loyal to a cause, and that cause is Carabas. Uh, Unlimited uh, breadsticks are a tool by the Earth government to keep us uh, keep our souls weighed down, trapped by breadsticks gravity. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I was gonna say that, like you know, um, Quattro talks about Lala. Uh, who obviously he learned of from uh, Char's letters to him. Mm-hmm, um, yeah. But Quattro talks about how he can, like, sense Lala's vibes in the Earth sphere. And, like, it just made me wonder, like, is Amaro's vibe sense just, like, dead from him having been depressed for seven years? Um, um, the the thing, like, oh, man, is this, does he say this now or does it say it late? Oh, yeah, it's, uh, there's a line later that I think, like, kind of, like, points back to this mm-hmm. uh, that, that I guess... I, I know is in my notes. I'll bring it up when I, we come to it. But like, mm-hmm. okay, cool. I don't know. It's uh, one like Amro's been on Earth, so his soul has been held very close to Earth's gravity. We don't even know if he can sense anything beyond Earth right now. Uh, yeah, we don't know if he can get past the clouds up into that into that spacesuit. Yeah, he can't pierce he, that ozone layer. He just and he says he's like, I can't do anything on Earth. I need to get into space. Let the boy go to space. Just let him. Just let him. But, Maybe if he goes to space, he'll be less of a fuck. Oh, oh, yeah. This is where Quattro, Quattro says if you if you keep shutting yourself in and and closing yourself in your in your own shell, like you're just you're helping the enemy. And it's like, uh, I you know, Amro is like thinks that if he goes to space, he'll be fine. But I think if Amro goes to space, he's just gonna he's gonna be a self pitying mess more. And if he can't do anything on Earth, he can't do anything in space. He's got to learn how to. Get yeah. shit together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Before we move on to mm-hmm. the next good scene, which is like all of them, I do want to mention <laughs> that um, before, just before this happens, uh, Quattro talks about like Kai and how Kai is out like gathering intelligence. Kai is going to like find, use his secret, I know, Char detecting skills to find the Titan space. But when he's saying that, he refers to Kai as like Hayato and Amaro's like family member. Because <laughs> okay. they were on the white base together, they're battle I bonds. Just, I just, I just thought it was neat. Her family, it's a fine family. You love to see it. You love to see it. Okay, now we can talk about how Camille gives Amaro a snack and says, "Mr. Amaro, it's nice to meet you." Yeah, it's good. It's like I, I, I like that we finally get to see the two, the Gundam boys, sort of meet each other for the first time. Yeah, Camille like is complaining to Amaro that like everyone keeps on comparing him to Amaro. Yeah, it is. It's like. Huh, wonder why. Excuse <laughs> me. Huh, huh. Yeah. Yeah. And then Amro's like, oh, has uh has Katz been saying anything about me? And Camille's just like, fucking ask him yourself. Yeah. And, like, Camille does off. not stand for it. It's great. Yeah. Camille's I know. like, I can't believe everyone's comparing me to this clown. <laughs> it's like, I don't know, I maybe not to say that this has like themes uh, or or anything, but it's kind of like everyone expects A, Camille to be Amaro, B, Quattro to be Sharp, and Amaro to be better and none of these things are true you don't always get what you want but sometimes you get what you need Um, anyways it's biplane time (laughs) bye and it's biplane time i i that sorry um (laughs) it's 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 
Carabas is now delivering via air now. Yeah, <laughs> this is this is a uh, uh, straight from the Carabas in Hickory, North Carolina. So you get you get some nice vinegar barbecue sauce with your spaghetti. <laughs> Look, if you like Texas barbecue more than Carolina barbecue, you're a bastard and a fool. I don't know what to tell you. Yes, absolutely. Uh, there, are, there are two correct kinds of barbecue, and it's uh, North Carolina hot vinegar and South Carolina golden mustard. That's yep. it. Yep, 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 <laughs> yep. Well, cool robot facts. You heard yep. it here first. Um, <laughs> it is in Caraba's biplane, we meet the delivery woman, whose name is Beltorchica Irma. And Katz immediately is like, girl... He's he's like thirteen. Yeah, I I saw like a blonde lady flying a plane, and I've just I've written sailor in really 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 big notes. I thought it was sailor at first too, and I was like, oh, it's not sailor, damn it. And 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 but then and then I would just and then it just kind of kind of kind of made me realize that like sailor's notably absent. She's not in the intro. And then I kind of I've got thinking all week about like, oh, when's sailor gonna come in and like kick the shit out of Amaro and Quattro? <laughs> Um, but, but my expectations for that have been dampened through some meta knowledge. I will, yeah, I will it, calm my tits. Yeah. Should, should I speak about that right now? Just, just for the sake of anybody listening as to why Sailor yeah, why isn't not? fucking here yet. It's worth mentioning, I yeah, think. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, basically, um, Sailor's voice actress had a couple of health crises, um, which is why she isn't in Zeta, uh, or as, uh, she might, like, show up in, like, a scene or something. Uh, but basically, like, the voice actress was, like, sick through a lot of this and, and parts of Double Zeta. So they just, they basically couldn't include her in anything uh, because she couldn't work and they didn't want to recast her. So that's why. <laughs> you know, I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe Sailor dodged a bullet because Sailor doesn't have to be, like, written by Tomino um, yeah. in this yeah. series so they, sure. Sailor would be the only one who like graduated from white bla- white base class of eighty seven without any like lasting trauma. She'd be <laughs> yeah. like, "Yeah, I got some gold bars from my brother. I'm doing fine." Yeah, <laughs> my brother. He's living in my basement playing League of Legends. Yeah. Um. So yeah, this lady like comes on to uh the 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 Odumla. Um. She, I don't like, I don't, I don't like this woman. She's got weird vibes. She, she has weird out. vibes. She has really weird I'm vibes. I'm sorry, Beltachika. Please do not interact with me ever. You don't like the fact that she smells Amaro and says, I like the way you smell. You're using my favorite soap. And then probably it's because she like requisitioned all of the soap for Carabas. And it's just, she got, she bought her favorite soap. So all the hunks will smell the way she wants them to. <laughs> I love, okay. I love that part. Cause they look at Hayato and he's like, I don't fucking know. It's the soap we use. Don't ask me. It's just a very funny moment. He's like, I don't, <laughs> what, who fucking cares? Soap. Can Sorry. I actually, can I talk about the, uh, the Amaro Shar scene of this episode? Uh huh. You know where he gets in the shower? Uh huh. He gets in the sh- <laughs> but- yeah, he's yeah. in the shore. Amory's in the shore. What's he's what's there to talk yeah. about? He's in the he's um, in the shore. But he's like, you know, kind of having a moment in the shore, like dissociating, thinking about how So he's in the shore. What's <laughs> what's fun? What's what? He's just having a shore, like Go on. Keep, keep, keep going. <laughs> but he's the basically the whole situation on the Audumla like bothers him. And at first I thought this was gonna be because he's kinda like I guess like triggered, trig, triggered, triggered by Camille being like a really young pilot of a robot, and that he, as the previous really young pilot of a robot, can realize how that that's fucked up. But then mm-hmm. when he's in the shower, he, um, you know how he's in the shower, 
just starts thinking about like, oh, but they're ignoring me and paying attention to this kid. And it turns out that Amuro is just still an egotistical fuck. Yeah. Like he wants, he wants to be asked and told to get in the robot. He doesn't want mm-hmm. to volunteer for it, which is still kind of speaking to Amuro's whole deal right now where everyone's telling him that he needs to actively do stuff instead of just sit around and wait to be told to don't do something. <laughs> You know what it's like? It's the like boy when right. the boy, the boy right. right. It's like when someone new joins your friend group and they have like really really similar interests to you, but they know a little bit more about it than you do, and all of a sudden they're the bug guy in the group. They know more about bugs <laughs> and spiders than you do. So you're like upstage and you're like, "But I'm supposed to be the bug guy." <laughs> it's like that. You know, I'll we, still we, send we, you we, pictures of bugs I find. Don't worry. We've all, we've all been there. All we, we've all been there, yeah. I'm the minion guy. Thankfully, I've never been another minion guy, and I don't think I ever will. And I you never I'm the, will. I'm, I'm, I'm the last of a dying breed. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is my fundamental, this is this is my mistake. This is what makes me live in a society, is by helping other people get into Gundam, I am no longer the Gundam them. <laughs> well, don't worry, <laughs> Colin, you are the Gundam them for this, because <laughs> you, you, are, you are truly, like, above us in, in pure knowledge here. One day, one day we will all be, uh, we, we will join our hands in Gundam equity, having watched all of Gundam. And we will establish radio communications with each other. <laughs> we'll become, we'll become soup. Yeah. Um, so after, after the, um, the, 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 the showers, the shower scene. Yeah. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. I, I think like we see, we see Quattro sort of walk by while they're talking yeah. about like soap or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Beltor mm-hmm. and, and Beltorga is like, the fuck the fuck is this guy's vibes? Beltorgica, yeah. whose vibes are not good on her own, senses Quattro's weird ass vibes as well. Yeah, yeah, and Hayato, ultimate wingman, is just like, ah, that man is Quattro Bajuna. <laughs> it's like written it's as Shar Aznable and like it's crossed out and there's a Quattro Bajuna on his hand, he like has to look down to his pocket. Yeah. <laughs> and like right right before Belter Chica was talking about how like, you know, she really hopes that um, you know, Ayug and Karaba aren't just fighting for the sake of fighting and hiding behind their ideology as an excuse for it. And then she sees uh Quattro and it's immediately like, That motherfucker is here to kill people and nothing else. <laughs> he she yeah. said the line she says in the dub is he looks like the type of person who can't live in a world without war. Yeah, it's like almost yeah. the exact same thing we get in the sub. It's yeah, like every, uh, everyone clocks him right away. Yeah, yeah, she's like he doesn't have any peaceful intelligence. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> no peaceful thoughts. Head empty. All peaceful thoughts. No, no, pe- yeah. no, no, no peaceful thoughts. Head war. Yeah, but then Amuro's like, "Don't talk about my boyfriend that way." Deep inside, he's a very kind person. <laughs> that that line was really fucking good. It's like, hold on a minute. The the, the game has changed a little bit now, hasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, again, like, this got my fucking, like, Sailor Brain cells ticking, because I was like, oh, how would he have, where would he have heard these things if not from Sailor? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, you know, Quattro's his new boyfriend, they had two conversations, and now they're totally in love. Um, Sometimes you just set a vibe off of someone, and yeah. you, you, you click with them. Yeah. Uh, sometimes a big hunky man with big biceps and no sleeves comes up and says, oh, you want me to say that I came here to laugh at you? No, instead I'm going to tell you something loving and give you good advice. <laughs> yeah. They're in love! Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Anyway, uh, rip to San Francisco. It's gone. It's dead. Good fucking oh, yeah. shitty ass bridge. Yeah, they all, they've only got half it left. Half of it left. Just why would you? Why would you? You only need half the uh, the Golden Gate Bridge. The other half doesn't yeah. matter. It's the Golga Bridge. <laughs> uh, the Gelguk Bridge. It's the Gelguk Bridge is the thing about it. 
this is film. See, we can confirm that this takes place in a universe where X Men Three happened because Magneto did lift part of the San Francisco Bridge over to get to Alcatraz Island, where they were storing the fucking Magneto is the original new type. Magneto was new type. <gasps> okay. Cersei was Magneto. Cersei was um, Frauto was Magneto. <laughs> so uh, the, the Titans catch up to them, or not the Titans, the the the, the, fe- the Rosamina the bottom feds, squad. Yeah. The, the feds, feds catch up to them. The the, the cyber new type brigade. Mm-hmm. And you know, Rosamina coming out here, and this is when Katz decides to take a little sortie. This yeah. I this scene is I I like what happens here because it's like it's the sort of crystallized form of this hero worship where Katz knows Camille just got in the Gundam one day, Amuro just got in the Gundam one day. I'm gonna just get in the Gundam one day, and then that means I can be as cool as them. Yeah. The yeah. most hilarious thing about this is once again somebody gets in into a mobile suit and takes it off without permission, and Quattro looks at that and says, "Oh well, we have a new special boy now. Let him go out." He's like, "Fuck, <laughs> fuck yeah, dude, let her rip." <laughs> okay, but but the funny thing to me is that someone takes a Gundam out without permission, and Quattro is just like Camille, and then Camille appears behind him and is like, "That ain't me." <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, like so, yeah. That they realize it's Katz. Katz is just like says, like I'm gonna be the hero now, and like yeets himself out in Mark yeah. Two. I think he takes a boogie board and boogies around. Yeah, yeah. Everyone um, like kind of gears up to sortie, including Amuro. Just kind of goes is like I'm gonna take this normal suit. No one seems to think this is a problem. They're just like yeah, 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 yeah. Sure, 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 sure man. He, well, he, no, is, isn't Hiato uh, like immediately like don't don't get in that fucking robot. You haven't been in one in seven years. It's At least so Kotz good. has done simulations. <laughs> yeah, that, that's like then just after Hiato comes in with like the good sense. Yeah, and and like as this is happening, Amaro's like sort of like frozen there. He's like so such a fucking weenie. And Veltorchica, fucking... yeah. <sighs> This fucking scene, if it wasn't seen through, like, the lens of Veltachika, would be, like, good and emotional. Um, cause, you know, he, he, he's, he's, he's by to do it, he's by to get in a mobile suit, but then he just, like, he has, he has a little, little moment where, ha- y'all heard of fucking PTSD. Yeah. Um, he says sad emoji, pensive emoji. <laughs> yeah, but just because the framing of it is, like, it's, of Beltachika's like point of view of this where she's just like fucking commenting on like his business and like I hate it I don't like this woman she doesn't deserve to be there like judging him like this she doesn't get to be here and immediately clock his vibes she has to just to earn them I've been surprised like I've been surprised by the way that you guys have immediately like taken some takes on this show uh, this is maybe the most surprising one that you guys just immediately hate Belter Chica. I don't hate her. I just think she's I mean, weird. Part she, of she, it was because I was hoping for Sela and then I opened the box of chocolates and there was no Sela in it and I just wanted a Sela. I, I think my, my sort of like full enclosed take on her is that I can tell she's someone important by the way that she shows up and immediately begins to intuit so much about what's going on. But it's weird. It feels unearned because she's like just this new person who'd like, it's like we spent so long with these characters and all of a sudden this new lady shows up and immediately like gets this after we've seen like an entire series with them. So it's like, 
it, it it's just it's just different, you know. It's like yeah. things are changing. I don't like it, but like I, I'm yeah. I'm op- open to the idea of Bell Torchica. I think that like I'm sure like if we see more of her, and I can I can't imagine we don't see more of her. I think she's fine now. You know, it's just it's just like oh, you don't get to come in and clock my boys like this. I mean, like <laughs> You're valid. I, like right now, I'm getting like major like imposter vibes from her. Mm. Um, she's like, poster. I, yeah, like I'm getting like this show is kind of like signaling to me. Or it could she just be me wanting Sailor instead that, like, she's going to turn around and be like, aha, I've been some other person the whole time, but I'm actually <laughs> working for fucking hey. Heineken. Hey, uh, wait. Horny and employed me. Also, she's blonde. There's too many blondes in this well, show. Wait, yeah, hold on. She's blonde. What if, what if, what if she's Char in disguise? <laughs> <laughs> I think she might be Char in disguise. It would make sense. He wants to get close to everyone in Ayug, and he I, he can't go up, show up as himself. Yeah. And he, you know, he immediately clocks Quattro for who he is because yeah. they're pen pals. Exactly. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, unlike, unlike Hayato said earlier, you know, if Char did survive the one year war and had been pen pals with some people, you know, you could totally see him like coming right and like fighting to protect the earth from like environmental pollution. I, you, it makes sense. She's Char in disguise. She's Char in disguise. I got it. <laughs> this is. Oh, this is galaxy brain right here. Uh, <laughs> this is a new type brain. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, uh, uh, one thing I did want to, this is what I wanted to link back to with the, um, uh, with the Quattro scene uh, from, from the, the first episode that we covered of just like, you know, Quattro getting punched by Camille and how like big and bright and vibrant and melodramatic that shot is, is like so similar to this of like, you know, Amuro broadcasting his, his fear emoji via new type, uh, discord. And then like, you know, turning towards the wall and just like banging a fist on it and crying. It's just like, uh, like these, those two moments for me are just so like, like <gasps> nice bookends for this, this, mm, these like mm, three episodes. Mm. Everything mm. in balance. T. Hanos. Yeah. Perfectly balanced. <laughs> uh, and the, the fucking fighting happens. Who cares? Katz is like, uh, surprise, surprise, not doing so good in the Gundam. Yeah. The gap plan's hey, like hey, beating his hey, ass. Katz, yeah. Katz goes, yeah. Katz goes boingy against the bridge strings. Yeah. He really does. Funny. I like to see that. That was funny. He, he wrestling moves right off the top. Of yeah. It. I was going to uh, say, he, he, he hits the bump. Um, and, and Rosamia picks up like, oh shit, whoever's piloting the Gundam is baby. I'm going to use this to my advantage and use Gundam as a shield. Yeah. Oh, my mm-hmm. favorite part is when Katz is like, oh, I don't even know where the, where the right monitors are. This isn't anything like a Zaku. And it's just like, oh my God, this boy. The simulations were all wrong. He's piloting like a 10, he was like trained on a 10 year old mobile suit. <laughs> This is like this is like me when I have to drive an automatic and I'm like, oh, I want to be able to control the gear changes. I hit this. This is like me when I try and drive a manual where it's like I can't make my hand and my legs do different things at the same time. Uh, this is uh, like when I have to use a, a Windows uh, PC after using Mac for, you know, half my life at this point. OK, no real talk, though. This is like I'm so used to my laptop has like a flat keyboard, you know, that like I yeah. glide my fingers over. So like at work, I'm going to have to use like a big mechanical keyboard and like Dude. I cannot type for shit on a mechanical keyboard. I can type so <laughs> fucking fast on my flat laptop keyboard. I can get like like 110 words per minute, 120 almost. Like, yeah. I can do it. And then, like, on a mechanical keyboard, I'm going to type, like, a fucking old, like, with two pointer fingers, like, bop, 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 bop. 
Listen, it's fine. People uh, will be we... too busy looking at your minion cufflinks to notice how slowly <laughs> yeah, you're typing. True. I'll put like my minion Legos on there. I'll put the Hyakushiki on there. Minion desk. Max, we we know what you have to do. You have to get into uh into the compartment on the spaceship, and we have to spin it real fast so that mm, you can mm, type mm, while mm. you're under extreme gravity, okay. and then you'll get your your fingers will get swole. My fingers are gonna be as thick as Hayato. Yeah. <laughs> Damn boy, he's thick. <laughs> Just wanted to get in one more before we finish the episode. Um, but but then yeah. but then in the fight, what if? Well, I, we, okay. Here's the thing: we did know, we did know that the babies were new type because we saw it at the end of 0079. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. they talked to Amuro, but this confirms it when Cat's new type like leads the shot, shoots the Gaplant's leg off. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And then you know, uh, uh, Quattro comes in to finish it off uh, as usual. Um, I thought Rosania, Camille. I thought Camille is the one who trashed it. Oh yeah, yeah, it is Camille. It is Camille. I don't even. Yeah, uh, Quattro's like on the ship the whole time. I think Qu- Quattro yeah. like saves their ass a little bit beforehand. I think, but it's like yeah. Camille and Cats that are doing the the main stuffs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Rosamia ejects from the plant though, and Camille's suddenly like, "Oh no, she's hot." Yeah, I was like, "Oh fuck, <laughs> she has titties." Oh, this changes everything. Uh, it's you know oh she has long hair. <laughs> oh, he literally no. says, "Whoa, is that a woman?" Like he's never fucking seen one before. <laughs> I guess it's just her vibes are really weird. She yeah. just has weird. He, Amro, no, Amro thinks he can fix people by dating them. <laughs> and what? then back at back, huh? Was there? It's okay. Move on. I just don't cut it. No, it's it's is is stupid. Um, okay, okay, at, okay. Yeah, back back at the Garuda, Hayato is like, I is like, well, I'm not gonna hit Camille, but I'm gonna hit cats because yeah. I'm allowed. I know I know this kid, so I'm allowed to. This he's is my son. my son. I could beat him. This is Fuck. my boy. I'm allowed. It's my choice. Yeah, but also he's like he's like cats. You're not the special boy. Don't get into Gundam. Yeah, we already have a main character. You will die if you do it again. I mean, <laughs> and, and and you get all this compassion for him because like, yeah, he saw what happened to Amaro. Like, he yeah. knows what happens when you get in the Gundam for too much. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, because Kat says this whole thing, he's like, he's like, I, but, like, I sensed her, like, I must be a new type. And it's like, listen, Kat, and Hayato says this, and Camille says this, and they're like, even if you are a fucking new type, that doesn't mean you should be getting in the robot. Do not get mm-hmm. in the robot, Kat. Yeah, like, all the best robot pilots are new types, but not all the best new types are robot pilots. Yeah, yeah. And, and just... We we and then we close up the episode with like Amaro is there and like he walks away sadly and, and Quattro just kind of as if he's never heard of PTSD before is like Amaro what's wrong with you have you lost your passion for battle fucking course he has bitch yeah. Quattro is like Amaro aren't you tired of being baby don't you want to go ape shit <laughs> <laughs> yeah pretty and, much. Like, my my final hashtag thoughts on this episode mm-hmm. are like Amuro is here he has a conflict where like if he doesn't if he doesn't want to see like another generation of like teens getting into robots and doing trauma he's going to have to fucking step up and get in the robot if he wants to like be he's going to have to like he's going to have to fucking step up and stop being a pussy but the thing is is he's a fucking pussy <laughs> mm-hmm. Get in the he robot, Amro, or Camille, or fucking cats will have to do it again. Yeah, I think uh, that's like, oh man, one of the really defining things about the difference between like Quattro and Amaro, like in Zeta, is that you know 
going back to when Quattro said that, like, yeah, like the, uh, you know, humans have hearts so they can feel shame. And that's kind of like, you know, Quattro's accepted that. Quattro's accepted, like, the failures that he's had as a person is, like, willing mm-hmm. to move past them. And, like, Amaro's wallowing in it. Like, wall- yeah. like Amaro feels all of the shame for, like, you know, not stepping up to be a pilot, but still won't get past that and, like, just accept that, yeah, he's gonna ha- he's gonna feel that shame no matter whether he gets the robot or not. So he needs to get in it and do it or find something else. Find a different fucking way to help out. shit or get off the pot, Amaro. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, fucking make up your mind. I can't imagine that we won't see more of mopey-ass Amaro in the near future. The preview did say he was going to attempt to drive a Well, it next episode, so I can't wait to fucking see how that pans out. What could possibly go wrong? What could possibly go wrong? And when things go wrong, you know, when things go wrong, what I would really, really love is, like, a nice cocktail to join my sorrows in. A nice cold bevy made by our friend Colin, perhaps? Yeah. Mm. Give me one second to go get ice, uh, and mm. I'll be right back, and I can do the segment. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll... Welcome to the Colin Cocktail Zone. Colin Fact Cocktail Zone. I'm doing my best. Yeah, you're doing a great job. The commissioner oh. is doing a great job. Colin, how about you replenish our juices? Yes, it's time to replenish juices. Uh, so, uh, I guess we're, we're back in the cocktail hangar. Uh, welcome to my segment. Um, welcome now, to my l- twisted segment with twist yeah. of lemon. Uh, last time, uh, one of the drinks we talked about was Quattro's regret, um, which was is it? a uh, it was one of them. Uh, I, I think we yeah, did- we, yeah, it was Char's regret, I believe, right? And then well, we did uh, we did um, Garma's fate, um, Shars uh, Shars um, revenge. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, uh, I uh, uh, Quattro's regret, and then uh, a bunch of gimlets. Um, yeah, okay. Yeah, okay, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so to go with uh, Quattro's regret, it was like a um, a Negroni variant um, with uh, uh, absinthe instead of uh, gin, and this is going to be another one. This is going to be Amaro's fear. Uh, which um you know uh, a negroni like has campari in it so it's like really bitter and really strong yeah. uh, can i say whereas... real quick um when i was a kid my dad was like drinking campari one day and i was like <gasps> damn dad like it's like that i was i was probably like 13 maybe or like yeah. like between 10 and 13 and i thought it, it was, i was like oh that was a cool juice like you want to sip and I tried it, and like I ran to the sink and spit out. He laughed so fucking hard at me, and I I've never had Campari since because it's just like, what? ooh, I would love to drink was, dirt. What's Campari? Campari's like a, a a red, like super super bitter Italian aperitif. It looks like fruit punch and oh. tastes like a, a pound of packed dirt. Like, was he just drinking it on ice? That is absolutely. Ridiculous. Uh, he made a drink with it, but like it was okay. it was like mostly Campari, I'd say. Yeah, like um, hmm. like the kind of like classic Campari drink is equal parts uh, is a Negroni. It's equal parts gin, Campari, and sweet vermouth. And like I can barely handle that. Usually when I make it, I do like half as much Campari and twice as much sweet vermouth to kind of like balance it out a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, hmm. But anyways, it's called so this is kind of Campari. Yeah, this is kind of the. <laughs> Oh, well, actually, a thing I will do is I'll put, like, a quarter of a shot in Campari and cheap beer to make it taste like an IPA. Uh, <laughs> oh, Colin's trick. <laughs> Colin's trick. Yeah, Colin's trick. Uh, so this is, uh, Amaro's fear is kind of like an opposite of the kind of flavor profile that you'll get with a Negroni. 
Mm. It's going to be equal parts gin, and I like to go with kind of like a, a more like spice-forward gin, like New Amsterdam or something, like not something that's super piney. Um, uh, dry vermouth, uh, which is just going to give it some nice bright floral components to it. And then uh, uh, a Italian dessert liquor called Galliano, mm. which has all – it's similar to uh, Campari in that it's a, it's got a lot of different like herbs in it, uh, but it's actually sweet and it's more to like a uh, an herbal vanilla kind of thing. So we have those in equal measure. Colin, and... surely you would want a gin that's super piney because then that's that would be more like Amuro. Um, we'll get to that. Um, <laughs> so we're going to put some ice in there. We're going to stir it. Mm, I'd love to hear those stirring noises. Mm, yummy, yummy, yum. I'm listening. Ice, ice, baby. Usually stir a little bit longer, but and then we're gonna strain it into a glass. I have this nice uh, Yakuza limited edition glass, like the video game or the organization. Uh, The the video game. Okay. Uh, (laughs) The um the Yakuza Six special edition came with two rocks glasses that are etched with a dragon on them. Uh, (gasps) That rules. Yeah, like like a dragon's back tattoo. Yeah. Um. So we get this nice. Just kind of like lightly sweet, um, very kind of like, you know, herbal bright drink that's very bright yellow. Uh, so I think this, the I uh, what I like to think about with this drink is Amaro poolside on a nice, uh, nice, you know, brisk um, uh, Wyoming day, you know, sipping on this this drink and thinking about how afraid he is to go into space and see Lala's ghost. And how much he wants to uh, sit in his little mansion and drink drink sweet things and pretend to be a child. And it is huh. also bright yellow like the fucking turtleneck he still has from the first ever episode <laughs> of, of Mobile Suit Gundam. 41-year-old franchise. <laughs> Same fucking very... turtleneck. Grow up, Amaro. Same uh, shirt. Well, uh, very important in, in this last episode, we did see that um, uh, Camille's uh, black turtleneck that he wears underneath his jacket is sleeveless, but uh, Amaro is rocking sleeves. He has do a you think loser? Do you think that Camille's turtleneck was originally sleeveless, or did he cut the sleeves off? I think Camille cut the sleeves off himself after like uh-huh. f- finally like getting it. You know, he he spent a couple hours in the gravity pod. So. This means we can get like a when will my reflection show who I am inside style dramatic scene where Amaro cuts the sleeves off all his garments after like coming to a realization about how in love he is with Quattro Bachina. I think that's the only thing we can extrapolate. Yeah, yeah that's good. And he's he's going to be singing uh, Whose Are These Arms I See as he cuts the sleeves off. <laughs> <laughs> In the arms of my Quattro. well thank you colin for quenching our thirst take a sip babes Mm. slurp that's just Uh, my whole garden though sorry i'm out of water i can't slurp (laughs) i am out of water and i cannot slurp the tragedy has begun (laughs) uh okay well that takes us to our plugs now um because this is a podcast. This is a we're at two hours seven minutes. After two hours and seven minutes, we have finally and finished talking about 
Am I honestly? I could probably, I could probably say more shit yeah. about these episodes, but I won't. If you want to hear what I have to say about them, like on Twitter or some shit, you can go to Sarah Mook Costumes on Twitter, on Instagram, on Gumroad.com forward slash Sarah Mook Costumes, where I promise I will upload that Quattro shirt pattern one day. You can also listen to my other podcasts, uh, one of which is Pot of Greed. Max is on that one. The other of hey. which is Never Believe It. Colin's on that one sometimes. Uh, that's it. That's all the podcasts I do. I'm finished. Colin? Hi, I'm Colin. Um, normally, you can find me pretty much anywhere at P-A-D-G-E-T-T-I-S-H. That's at Pagetish. Um, But I am currently private on Twitter, Um, so feel free to send me a request to follow me, but I mean, I'm not, I'm not doing a ton there right now. Um, I'm on this podcast, uh, and sometimes I'm on other podcasts. Uh, that's, that's about it. Um, uh, follow me on Twitter and tell me to finish the gunplay I got before the other gunplay I bought arrives. <laughs> Listen, sometimes you just have like five projects going at once and you, you get overwhelmed. But you're valid. Max, sometimes you? you have to, sometimes you have to make the stress part of your in core being to survive. Um, I'm Max. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram, everywhere else, at MaxiBajillion. Uh, Sarah mentioned the world's number one and only Yu-Gi-Oh! podcast, Pot of Greed. Uh, listen to us on that. I have another podcast to do with my friend Jordan called Slappers Only, which is a video game music showdown podcast. We just did Bayonetta. That'll be going up next week. Um, it'll be going up the same week that this episode goes up, so listen to that. Um, and this show has been Wow Cool Robot. You can find us on Twitter at Wow Cool Podcast. You can go to noisepace.xyz. To find this and many, many more podcasts, um, thank you to Matt GameCube for, for, for you know, getting all the podcasts together, like a Pokeball collection. Um, Colin! Colin, tell What's us. What's your robot of the week? Tell me oh. now the name of your robot of the week. Oh. Um, Let the spirit move through you. Anything's a robot if you believe. Oh, man. Um, I love my electric lawnmower. Um, tell me, tell I me made- more. I made the um so I've I've had like a gas mower for like the past eight years basically since I when I moved down to Virginia Beach I bought a, a gas mower because we we had a yard and whatever um and uh you know uh tried like it's always annoying to keep up with it but you know it's basically like you got to change all the filters and the spark plugs and everything once a year and then every couple of years you have to take it into a shop and pay like ninety bucks for them to like rebuild and clean the carburetor because it gets too dirty and you don't want to look up how to do it on youtube and blah 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 and then um at our current house we had this tiny shitty little shed and uh a hurricane came through and literally blew it out of our yard and sandwiched it uh between our neighbor's fences and their sheds you hate Uh, to see it yeah and uh because uh, because the shed was so shitty, like when we moved into this house, uh, the the landlord said, "Like you can, I I will remove the shed for you for free, but if you want to keep the shed, then you have to uh, like you have to sign off that you're taking it as is." Um, which means that then when the shed was destroyed, he wouldn't fix it for us or build a new one for us. Very cool. You yeah. love to see it. So for the past couple of years, my gas lawnmower basically sat outside with a uh, with just like a, a plastic covering over it and nothing else. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, y- yeah, and it just, like, it, it just, it died this year. I, I, like, had, I took it to the, I took it to the shop to get it repaired, um, uh, brought it back, it was working fine for, like, a month, and then died again, so I was like, fuck it, uh, and I got an elect, I got a, a battery-powered lawnmower, it's, it folds up vertically, so I can keep it inside, um, you know, it, it charges, it pretty much can do, uh, half my lawn at the time, 
and uh, it's cute and green, and it's it's not loud at all. It's very quiet, so I don't have to like blast my eardrums with podcasts to be able to hear them anymore. <laughs> it's cute and green, kind of like a little a little round boy we all know and love, huh? I miss it him. Is, it is almost Haro green. It's very close to Haro green. What I'm saying <laughs> is give Haro spinning death blades. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, Colin, keep them mowing blades sharp. Yeah. Keep on, keep on mowing that hay. <laughs> My finger's hovering over the signboard, Max. Give it to me. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. 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 To close off this fucking behemoth of an episode, as we always say, in the words of our ancestors who are fucking... Cr- Bowls of soup floating in space. Or is Damn that- boy, he's sick! <laughs> cool <laughs> label. God, it's like a fucking gunshot every single time. <laughs>